Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio has begun. I am Gabriel Morantes. throwing it down with the Raging Redhead. Cam Stewart, the Twisted Tuesday edition. What's going on, Cam? What's happening, Morenzi? Yeah, still, uh, you know, we talked about the total last night. Wish we just went on the total. Teaser couldn't even get the back door, but uh, profitable night. Let's keep it rolling. Plus units, that's all that matters. Just Tennessee after yeah. that start. What a shit show at the rest of that game. Whew, that was some bad football. Yeah, it was a little bit... Uh little bit uh, frustrating. I thought, I thought we were going to get the back door at the end, too. I'm just looking at the clock. Going, tick, 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 tick. Ugh, <laughs> and then yeah, Henry course. fumbles. I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> I, go, Wouldn't that I was actually sitting on the cake. I actually thought they were going to do it. I, 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 was, I had faith, pal. I had faith. I should. I didn't. I thought that <laughs> I sort yeah, of. No, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought, yeah, yeah, they'll fall yeah. short or they'll fumble or like something. And <laughs> yeah, well, just right on, right on cue. <laughs> right on cue. Yeah, it's amazing. Especially with the stupid teaser, man, where, you know, you're up 10 nothing. You know what I mean? We're getting, I know. We're getting I was like, well, 11 we, points, so we're yeah, plus 21. 21 points. I was feeling pretty good, too. Yeah. There's something to be said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they lost that lead quick. Tennessee's a weird There's, team, man. I, I like Gabe. Like, we watched them. Some weeks their defense looks amazing. And the last couple of weeks, man, their secondary's been shredded. Like, not just bad. Like, to epic proportion bad. Like, what Andrew Luck and the Colts did, I know they're hot, but they shredded them. They couldn't stop them on any drive. And then last night, I, I, I get it. Deshaun Watson's a good quarterback, but they made Lamar Miller look like uh, the second coming of Earl Campbell or Walter Payton last night. That was a bad run defense, too, man. Pathetic. No, you're right. They need to, um, you know, they, they, the Tennessee Titans, Tennessee Titans, we talk about it. When they fall behind, they just they can't come back. And evidently, even when they have a lead, they can't hang on to it. Yeah, but good point. Um, but honestly, man, the Houston Texans are sort of on the next level right now. Like they're they're joining that elite company. They it's are. not as sexy and flashy as Kansas City or the Rams or the Saints, but it's getting to the point where it's near unstoppable. That's how good Deshaun Watson is. I mean, a superstar quarterback can really turn a team into one of those really, really hard-to-beat teams, and he's that guy. Now, we should note that he freaking fumbled the ball on that play. Yes, he Late. did. And that, that was <laughs> yes. our teaser, too. That's what I, I was, was upset about. And, and like, another, you're telling me, yeah, yeah, I you're know. Telling me was, that he fumbles, we don't the get the call, they score, and then after Derrick Henry fumbles, I was going to text like, you. Wow. Like, why am I even going to bother texting you? <laughs> You're pissed, too. I'm pissed. I'm going to go, can you believe that, game? But I'm like, yeah, of course you could believe it. Uh, first of all, I don't understand when you go to replay and you see a ball that's obviously coming out of his hand, how replay, after looking at it again, can say that's not a fumble. It's clearly a fumble. The ball is being jarred away from him. He did not have control of the ball. 
And that's the thing about the National Football League. You know, they go to this replay and they still get it wrong, Marenzi. So what's, what's the point? And another thing, Vrabel, like you're giving the ball to Stalker in that situation. That was just stupid. That's when the whole game, like we, we, we before that, yeah, that's yeah. when it turned. That's when it turned. Like, come on, man. Either take points, take your damn three, or give it to Derrick Henry. But anyway, this guy, uh, they like to do these things. Remember the, the game in uh, England, too. When they went for two, they called a horrible play on the two-point conversion ended up losing to the Chargers, a game they could have won. It's going to come back and bite them in the ass because they're just going to miss the playoffs. Good point. Now, who's the play caller there? It's that dude that uh, it's a dude that came over from the Rams. Yeah, yeah. It's a yes, yes, yes. I know Rabel's the coach. You're right. Yeah, yeah, LaFleur. Yes. Yeah, they have uh, – that's the thing. People forget that game. If you watch the game in London, like – they had an epic comeback in that game, and then they called one of the dumbest plays in, in two-point conversion ever. It was just like, I'm like, what? You worked all that way to get back to, like, piss away the game like that, and then you give it to Luke Stalker. Like, anyway, you know what? Sometimes I think we could coach, buddy, but it's just yeah, I don't know why you would do that, week. especially when you're, you're like, 5-5 five and five and your season's on the line and it's 4th and yeah. 1. Like, seriously? Yeah, I know. Is that the time? The Cowboys did that. Cowboys did that a few weeks ago. They're actually lucky they're on a three-game win streak now. When they were unraveling, it was a critical play late. They had Cole Beasley throw the ball from inside the five. It didn't work out. And it's just, you know, Linehan gets criticized all the time for being too safe. So he's like, oh, I'll show them. It's like, yeah, dude, it's not the time to do it right now, though. Right? Like you said, the, the play call is baffling. It's Listen, it's not Vrabel, though, right? Vrabel's not calling the plays. No, he's just Vrabel was a light. Vrabel was a linebacker, all right? Yeah. Vrabel ain't called. He has nothing to do with the offensive plays. No, I'm not stating he doesn't know what's coming over the headset, right? I mean, generally, that's the way it works, right? Coaches coaches aren't calling the plays. They can hear the plays being called, right? So they can hear everything that's going on in their headset with with the offense and, and with, with the coordinator, and then the coach will relay things in. And it's only really basically when it's decision time, right? So, like, you know, they'll sort of the play before. They'll say, listen, coach, if it's fourth fourth down, you want to go for it, right? Yes. The coach has this, yeah. yeah, the coach has the say on the decisions. Yeah, of, and then we're not doing this. We're not doing yeah. that. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah like, you, people at home would probably be like, often you hear that, oh, this coach. It's yeah. like, dude, the often coach time the coaches, he's just as surprised as anyone. He doesn't know, <laughs> right? Like, Good point. like they sort of know. Like, some coaches will care more, right? You know what I mean? Some coaches will want to know, what are you doing here? Like, what run are you running? What, like, you know, but generally, for the most part, they let the coordinators coordinate, and they're just sort of managing it as it goes. And then you get some coaches that want to do it themselves, which doesn't always work out well either, right? You I mean, said, Andy also, Reid used to call plays, and he handed it over to Matt Nagy last year. If you and look how good and look how good Andy Reid's doing when he doesn't have to have to worry about everything. Exactly, some most guys great, are better at it. in football. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, yeah, Sean no, Payton I, calls the plays. Yeah. he's one of the rare coaches that's involved he in every play. All. And Sean McVay yeah. uh, with the Rams. But you, you notice, ironically, they're the two best coaches in the NFL right I know. now. Arguably, <laughs> two of yeah, the because best they know they have a vision. Everything. They're like, no, 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 no. I'm doing this. Like, this is the yep. way to do it, right? So they're very, they don't want another stooge doing it for them. <laughs> but you notice, you notice on defense, McVeigh doesn't do this anymore, but he's still preoccupied. He used to go and sit on the bench with the other yep. uh, with the offense. I if know. You remember. It's like, I do remember. Like he would be yeah. like a coordinator. Like he wouldn't even be looking at the defense. So there's your head coach. So he's clearly Sean right there, Cam. I'm not calling the plays on defense. Like, basically, so he's – Sean McVay basically is admitting, 
When we're on defense, I'm a, I'm a spectator. I don't know what they're calling. I'm too busy talking to Goff. You know what I mean? I don't even know what they're yeah. going to call. Like, you'll see him. He looks up sometimes. He doesn't see the play, which I always found is weird. Just if you're a coach, you know, wouldn't you want to see the play? You know what I mean? I would. I would. Like, if I was the head I coach, would. I wouldn't just say, well, whatever. I'm on offense now. Let him handle this. Yeah. Just for the flow of the game, the I'd want to know what happened. Who just got hurt? Like, what's, oh, like, if I'm watching, I'd be able to see. Like, these guys are smart, Cam. A guy like Sean Payton's on the field. He can see, you know what? This cornerback isn't very good. Right? Like he doesn't need to he doesn't need a coordinator up in the sky to tell him this. Like I guess remember um remember uh Peyton pissed the guy off this year actually by telling that. I guess Peyton told him we're gonna beat you all day. Marcus <laughs> Peters. And Peters was really pissed that a coach would talk to him like that, basically. But it just shows Peyton's competitive and it also shows Peyton's right in the middle of things on the field. You know what I mean? The earlier yeah, he sees your, everything. He does. He's a genius. And to your earlier point, the more and more I think about it, this Houston Texans team is not going to be this uh, Saturday afternoon wild card exit team. I love what I see. Exactly what you're talking about with the. Oh, Sean they're Watson. winning a game for sure. His, they're his, winning his, that his, first game. His escapability is something. Uh, 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 you know, it's it's amazing to me. They're 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 peaking. They they they, they believe in themselves. That's what I want to say on that fumble, Cab. On that fumble, that was frustrating. Is he should have been sacked. Like and yeah. they they got him. Like a lot of teams, like I was like, all right, thank God they sacked him. Cause I was like, man, even if we hold him to a field goal, we lose the teaser. But we got to hold him out. We got to hold him out. Yeah. And I was like, yes, they're about to sack him. Yeah. And I saw it. I was like, oh no, 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 no. And then he's like butter. And then man. Lobo, it yeah, it goes from a sack. And like you said, it's it's not like he takes off. You're like, oh my God, he's just so smooth. It's like, well, looks like he's gonna pick up seven yards. Oh no, no, it's gonna be twenty. Oh no, thirty four. Yeah. Like, he yeah. just sort of glides along the field, like you said. He's, he's very he's, smooth. He's a smooth strider. He's a smooth strider. Like, when you first watch him come out there, you go, he's going to get caught from behind. But then he just, he's a long strider. He can get ahead of you. And once he starts getting that engine into another gear, he's gone. And I'll you tell know what's you funny? something. I remember he's going to run a lot more. When he came more. into the league. Yeah. When he came he's into the league, yeah, but they, they don't want him to. When he came yeah, into the but, league, people said he's not mobile, actually. And I said, you're crazy. Are you he is, idiots? He is mobile, yeah, you watch, like, Cle- you you watch Clemson games, people? Like, yeah, he's very mobile. But he and doesn't want thing, to be. You're right, Gabe. It's but not, I'm going to tell you it's this. It's not in to his beat, instinct, really. To beat a team, though, like, I'm just going to say, in that game, when they, when they I, he doesn't want to, but when he does, it's going to be a huge play, a game-changing play, where I think it's going to put them over the edge type of thing. Because Sean Watson, could say, he could throw the ball, he could run the ball. And let's remember, we're already anointing Kansas City and all these teams. Mahomes hasn't played a playoff game in his career. Who, who says he doesn't have the worst game? You know, he, he might throw a couple picks in that game. Hell, the Rams defense actually had points in that game. He made, he made mistakes in that game to Goff. You know, you got weapons with the Rams, but still, you got to prove yourself. The Atlanta Falcons went in there and beat you. I'm telling you, I got a lot of faith in this uh, in Deshaun Watson and the Texans. I, uh, they're a team. If they're get, uh, whoever they play, and I'm getting points, I'm going to smash them because I, I, I believe they are made for the playoffs. I think Lamar Miller, he's been great. He's trending upwards. He's been underrated. The line's been getting better, and he's a lot. They kind of called it last night. He's like a rubber. He's like rubber or butter. He just slide off, and he makes great, great plays, man. I'm sold. Give me the Texans. Yeah, the, thing, the points. <laughs> the thing with the Houston Texans is it's the way that the playoffs will play out that will just doom them again. It, it'll doom them. Um, they actually they play the Patriots, too, most likely. I think they could beat the Patriots. So they that's, that's Patriots, what it will come down to. The first game of the year, Gabe. With playing Look, like they're either going to play the Colts. And lost by a touchdown. 
they'll either play the Colts. the Colts or the Ravens. They're either going to play the Colts or the Ravens. You know, they got to get there first. They're either going to play the Colts or the Ravens in, in the first game. They get through that, then they either go to Kansas City or New England. They'd probably end up going to New England because uh, just of the seeding. It's a possibility, KC, but as good as Deshaun Watson is, he might be able to win that game for them, but the odds will be stacked. Yep. Bill O'Brien's not beating Bill Belichick. Like, they play 10 times. You know, Belichick's going to win eight, I, I would assume. Now, Deshaun Watson could save his ass. That's the only thing. Like, if, if Bill if Bill O'Brien just sort of resigns himself to, you know what? I've been down this road like two or three times already in the playoffs, coming in here and lost every time doing it my way. I'm going to let Deshaun just do it his way. And I'm just basically going to tell him, win this game for me. And I think he could win the game. Yep. Bill O'Brien, and, and one thing Bill O'Brien's doing a better job of in the last couple of weeks, he is learning to stay out of the way. He is. I think he's he got, got more it. balls. Yeah, he, he's starting to figure out. I think out. he I understood agree. that he was going to get fired, basically. You know, I think he he really did. That you know, they were looking at him like we don't. You know, you've got Deshaun Watson here, yet this offense scores 19 points a game. Exactly, it's a problem. And they were winning games, yet it was wasn't you know like the Bills game, the Redskins game, like you know these 14, 13, 19, 16 games at the Cowboys. It wasn't you know they were winning, but it wasn't it wasn't a good win. It wasn't like positive for the future when yeah. you looked at the, what was going on with O'Brien, but he's getting he's out of the way more and letting, letting Deshaun just do his thing. I agree, and he's feeling it, Gabe, and the thing is, remember before, what was our criticism? He's like that guy at the blackjack table when you know you're making the wrong move and you still make it when you go for it on fourth down because he had no confidence. He was shattered, right? Last night, okay, fourth and one, divisional game, we'll go for it, they get it easily. It's just those things, like the decisions he's making now that he never would have done before, he's doing with confidence instead of before where he had to press the issue. When he pressed and panicked, it never worked. It's the opposite now. It's almost like, okay, I, I understand what's going on here. We have a team, we have a chance to put our foot on the throat of these guys. We're going to do it, and the decisions he's making have been better, and I agree. He's letting, he, he knows what he has with Watson. Let him be the guy. I believe, I, I think they, I, I honestly, Gabe, looking at the New England Patriots, Sure, they beat the Jets by 14 points. We could take a look at their body of work this year. Very unimpressive. I know it's Bill Belichick in the playoffs. I'm just going to say I think we're going to have a great gambling opportunity where they're going to have inflated points due to their history, and this is the year. See ya. Shocking. They get beat. They get beat. People lose I, I a like lot of money, say. and I'm going to be on the other side. I'm going to be on the side <laughs> of them getting getting beat. I'm, I'm, this is the year they're going down. Uh, you know what? I, ho- I hope they do. I'll, I'll take the Texas plus the points. At, at New England, but there's a lot of talk often. You know, we you know, we we said, and I've said it before, that uh, that uh, wild cards can win the Super Bowl. That basically, you know, you can do it. It's not this, you yeah. know, next to impossible task, but it actually really is, dude. Like it, there was a little run, like you know, when Baltimore won, Giants, the Giants won. Um, there, there's another team, you know, the Packers, you know, and the Packers won. They didn't have a great year, really. If you notice, there's sort of a correlation. There were a few Super Bowl teams that, you know, 10 and 6, 11 and 5 type of teams that they got hot in December. You know what I mean? I remember, like, when the Packers beat the Steelers that year. It wasn't a dominant year for them. I remember it was around, like, December 1st. I don't know. They won, like, four in a row. They went in the yep. playoffs and they won, right? And it's, it's one of those type of deals. They generally played at home, but... 
if you look back, and we can go through the, the numbers here, but even off the top of my head, I know. Like, look, last year, you know what I mean? Like, last year was, uh, was, was pretty simple. The Philadelphia Eagles were the number one seed. The New England Patriots were the number one seed. The Carolina Panthers were the number one seed. The Denver Broncos were the number one seed. The Seattle Seahawks were the number one seed when they beat the, you know what I mean, when they went to the yep. Super Bowls all the time. They had home field. Like, it, it matters, bro. It does. Oh, I know. So, I know it does. Like, you're, I'm looking here. It's like no one beating the Saints or the Rams. So it's basically like pencil in. The Saints and the Rams are going to the Super Bowl. And then on the other side, like you said, I think the Chiefs and Pats could be beat. The Texans could beat them. All right, game time decision. George Kurtz is going to step up and in. Red Heat and Rage Radio will hit some DFS as well. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Yank, you got to turn the levels up a little bit. Everything's a little low there, Yank. It's not just because we got CCR. <laughs> no George Kurtz is going to join us in a minute. Game time decisions. Fantasy Sports uh, Radio Network. The Lakers and uh, Nuggets tonight. Uh, yeah. Lighter night tonight. Calm before the storm. Uh, we actually got an update on my boy, Sports by Brooks. He did his first interview. He did it with Adam Schefter, of all people. Really? And uh, Yeah, yeah. The guy disappeared for five years. Yeah, to talk to Adam Schefter? <laughs> he... Yeah, he comes back. Yeah, he disappears <laughs> for five years. He comes back, and he did his first interviews with Adam Schefter. Uh, it's kind of anticlimactic. Like, he won't, yeah. he won't basically state where he was. Like, which, and I like the guy a lot, but. You can't just disappear for five years, and I'll get into it after, but his answers are very, very weak. Very (laughs) vague and weak? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, bro, like, you know, listen, you can't just disappear for five years off the face of the planet one day. You're not a fugitive, like, you know what I mean? And show up one day like everything's normal. Like, he's basically, let's just talk about football, Adam. (laughs) It's like, bro, you've been missing for five years. You know what I mean? You kind of got to state, like, what happened, but he just won't. Like, he dodged the question, like, three, four times. And, you know, Schefter's not going to nail him to nail him to the wall yeah. on this. But, yeah, yeah. But we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Do we have George Kurtz? Is George ready yet, Yang? I am indeed ready. Hey, All right, George. George is ready. So, uh, Yang, can you get those uh, levels up a little bit? Just like I'm talking about the overall, uh, the overall level. Like, Cam is low, George is low, the music is low. So, if we can uh, get this uh, turned up. Are we, uh, can you hear me, Yang? <laughs> because I've been sending messages in the G-chat, and uh, they're not, yeah, all right. So it only took 24 minutes, actually, to uh, to ask to get the levels potentially changed. We'll see if they actually are. All right, George Kurtz. What's up, George? Not much, guys. Not much. Looking forward to Thursday night game, little Dallas, uh, New Orleans, right? Uh, as Cam keeps saying, I'm the... Uh, on the negative Cowboys fans, I think it's a loss for Dallas, but I'm going to keep that up because every time I think they're going to lose, they tend to win. 
It's a lot of points, George. Seven and a half, you know, it's just uh, hey, the way the Saints, hey, let, let's call it out for what it is, Marenzi. You watch that game too. Atlanta, they, they killed themselves in that game. They had many opportunities, the fumbles, the helicopter fumble, the mistakes by Ryan, drop balls, everything that could have run, and they, and they lose by 14. I don't know, man. I'm not just going to let say the Saints automatically cover that number. We'll see. Yeah, I'm done getting in front of the Saints um, right now. But you're right. Listen, Dallas have shown that that uh, that tendency uh, they play over tough the years. Teams well, yeah. Well, no, they they they've shown a tendency to win games that you don't expect them to win, and then they they're overachievers and they're underachievers. But you know, they've always been a better road team. It's a tough spot. You figure one week the Saints are going to stumble. I wonder if the Saints are peaking too early, if they're going to be able to just run the table all the way through here and uh, and win the Super Bowl. But Dallas isn't. Jason, I don't know if it's good news for you, George, to be honest with you, because Dallas get into the playoffs, they get bounced anyways, right? You know, they, they, I doubt they even win their first game at home if they, they win a division. Now, they might. I doubt that they would. Like, uh, right, as if the playoffs were today, the Minnesota Vikings would be at Dallas, and I'd take the Vikings to beat them. It might be bad news because, really, I think Jason Garrett saved his job, George. Oh, Gabe, I've been thinking the same thing. This will give Jones the excuse to keep Garrett. Listen, there's no guarantee that Dallas even wins the division. If things go like the way I expect them to go this week, I do think New Orleans beats Dallas. I think Philadelphia beats Washington. And that means all three teams are 6-6. Six and six. Now, I think Washington's done. So I don't really – I'm not worried about them. But that means in week 14, it's pretty much uh, a division – deciding game. Dallas plays Philadelphia. Philadelphia is at Dallas in that game. That's really the game that will decide the division. If Dallas wins, yeah, they'll only have a one-game lead on Philly, but they will have defeated them twice, which means they have a two-game lead. And then they play Tampa, uh, Indianapolis, and the Giants last three. I expect them to be able to win enough games to to win that division. So really, if you could say the Thursday game, it's not really all that important to Dallas. It's the next week's game. They'll have an extra couple days rest here. That's the game that really will determine who wins the division. That Philadelphia game, uh, yeah, I, you're Huge. right. Now, Washington, Washington are technically in the playoffs right, right now, yet I'd say yeah. this team's going in the wrong direction, right? Yeah, they're, nah, they're hanging done. off for dear life. The injuries are catching up. Yep. And, you know, we said, oh, it's not that big of a drop-off. You know, technically it isn't. But there's just something about Alex Smith that brings a calming presence to a huddle and finds a way, you know, to win game. He turns the ball over less than yep. Colt McCoy. That's Without Alex game. Smith, they're done. They're done. With Colt Dallas McCoy, Smith. he'll look okay, but he'll have a horrible every game. You know he's good for one or two bad pathetic throws. That's the problem. He can, He's pretty mobile. He can move his legs. He can do everything, but it's the mistakes that Alex Smith doesn't make in comparison. That's what's going to burn him, and I'm with you. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it was T.J. Yates. I'm actually going to use Bill O'Brien as a reference, which is surprising, but he's right. I don't know, man. T.J. Yates, uh, Bill O'Brien went through a lot of quarterbacks. Right? He's gone through a yes. lot of QBs, but I, I think it was T.J. Yates. He told like he, he was. He told T.J. Yates. He goes, you know, he said you have the ability to be a quarterback in the NFL. And he goes, but um, you're going to be a backup quarterback in the NFL. And he basically told him. And Yates told the story actually, and like it was so bang on. He basically said that a quarterback will make like 45 to 50 decisions a day in a game. And he said, for some reason, you make one or two really bad decisions every game. That's <laughs> the truth. He said, if, he said, if you could eliminate that, you'd be like a starting quarterback in this league. Right? But that's Colt McCoy, right? Colt McCoy yeah. will make the throws. He'll make, he'll run you the first down. 
And then there'll be that play is like, bro, why did you just throw the ball up instead of just taking the sack? Like, why did you just like, you know, he does sort of back up things. You know what I mean? They, they, and yep. it, all it takes is a couple of mistakes, right? I mean, as bad as Nate Peterman is, hey, he only screwed up two or three times a game, right? Oh, he threw three picks. Well, those three mistakes were enough to make him maybe the worst quarterback in the history of the NFL. <laughs> like, it's very, there's a fine line of the minimal mistakes that you make, right? Like, when you make a mistake, like, you know, like Tua, the guy in Bama said, oh, I made, I made a lot of mistakes the other day. And they were like, what? He basically stated, I misread stuff. I didn't realize someone was open once. Yeah. Not you know, like those are, yeah, those are good yeah. mistakes. But those mistakes where, and I hate to say it, but like even, you know, good guys do it too. Like Cam Newton, some, you know, Cam Newton could have a great game, man. And he'll just have that drive where it's like, dude, what are you thinking? Why are you doing this? Right? Like, why, why did you, why, you know, why didn't you die for the ball in the Super Bowl? Right? Like teams, players will do, quarterbacks will make mistakes, George, you know, and, very, very fine line between them. Your boy Dak doesn't make a lot of mistakes, but because your boy Dak doesn't take any chances either, right? Yeah. So there's a fine line. Is that on? I, mean, we, I think I discussed with, this with Cam on Sunday. I'm not sure that's completely on Dak. I think that's also the offensive system. Because as a Cowboy fan, I remember bitching about Tony Romo doing this, uh, and not really bitching about Romo, but about yeah. the calling. Everything was safe and secure. Little passes, yeah. five yards to the line of scrimmage. Dallas does not attack the secondary, especially in the middle of the field. They're not throwing the ball 15 yards down the field in the middle. You saw them do it on Thanksgiving, and you saw good things happen. I'm not saying you have to do this every play, but you have to mix it up with the defense at least have to respect that they have to cover that middle of the field. Dallas hasn't done that enough. Through the years, they haven't done that enough. I mean, Colt McCoy, is, he is a backup. I think we know that. But when you think of Washington in general, it's really not all that fair to McCoy. The offensive line is in shambles. You know, they're, they're toast. The receiving core, I mean, come on. Can a regular fan even name one receiver there? I mean, ugh, it's, it's scary. Uh, Dobson's yeah, your yeah. number one guy. Exactly. <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of weapons. <laughs> He's always hurt. It's bad. And He's play hurt. calling, I, I can't disagree. Play calling is critical in, in, in discerning, holding, holding a player back. I mean, we look at the New York Giants and Odell Beckham uh, as an example. But you're right. I think Dak Prescott can throw the ball down the field. But, yeah, it's not so much a criticism of him, but it's just sort of a reality that the Cowboys don't take chances. It's work for them, right? They've been able to get it going right now with Zeke Elliott and the heavy workload. Uh, but let's be real, man, and i got to give credit where credit's due, where Amari Cooper's playing some really good football for them. He is. Like, it's not easy to go to a new team midseason as a wide receiver. And he's fit in. You know, he, they were targeting him. He was making plays, but it wasn't really, you know, he wasn't turning games around. But, you know, he was doing his thing. But he still wasn't like a verifiable number one guy. But, hey, that Thanksgiving Day game, man, you know, that that's why Jerry Jones did what he did. I ripped Jerry a lot. A lot of people criticize Jerry a lot. But, hey, you got to give Jerry, you got to tip your cap to Jerry uh, when, he, when he gets it right. And so far, Amari Cooper really has been a spark. I mean, if they don't have Amari Cooper, I don't think they win three games in a row right now, George. Oh, I 100% agree with you. And I ripped uh, Jerry Jones for the trade as well. And I remember talking with somebody uh, yesterday. If the Cowboys do make the, the playoffs, they win the division, is that enough to justify the first overall, the first round pick being uh, dealt? Which then would I be, don't think so. Around Still no. No. I think it is, actually, because, once again, you're out of the top ten now. And I was worried when they made this deal. I thought Dallas was going to fall apart and they'd be a top, be a top ten pick going to Oakland. But now you look like it'd be 2021 if they win the division. You know, it would put you, what, uh, top eight or maybe 23, somewhere around there. 
Dallas would still need to draft a wide receiver in the first round next year. Could you get somebody as good as Cooper? I mean, it's it's iffy uh, iffy there if they could get someone like that. I'm not totally. I wouldn't have done a deal. You know, no matter how, how much because I think mainly because what Gabe just said earlier. I don't think no matter what happens with Dallas, I don't think they're winning a playoff game. I don't think they're beating Minnesota, which looks like they will be the number one. Uh, Dallas, whoever wins the NFCs will be the number four seed, fourth division champion, and they'll play Minnesota. And I don't see Dallas winning, beating Minnesota. So, therefore, they're not, go- they're not a Super Bowl contender. But you can make the argument now, at least defending Jones, that he did what's right for the team. It's made this team better. Defenses now have to respect Ezekiel Elliott. You can't play the safety in the box. You have to have somebody over the top, which even should now be even more prevalent with those two big scores that Cooper had on Thanksgiving, they'll have to play somebody deep. Dallas Cowboys and the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Kurtz are already fired up. I wasn't even going to bring yeah. this game up until the, like the extra. The line's gone down, Gabe. It's crazy. It's down to, like, people are bet like, what is it, seven? I see seven, like, on some sites. Seven. Not even seven and a half anymore. Seven. Wow. A lot of faith in Dallas. Well, I've been that guy too many times, man, that stepped up to the to, to the plate and said, ah, this is the week New Orleans stumbles. You know, last week I was on Atlanta. I took Cincinnati three two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Yeah, me, me too. I was on the Rams that day. Like, there's, yeah. it's enough. Like, I'm tired of losing betting against this Saint team. I've had them a few times where I'm like, and I was like thinking to myself, why don't I just take these guys every week at this point? I mean, yeah. they really just are at another level. But I wonder if they're peaking too early, Cam. I think they are, and uh, I, I, I'm going to tell you, this is. I know George disagrees, and we talk about it every Sunday. This is the, this is the game. This is the game. I, it's the trend just because it, it's also because they covered against Atlanta and didn't look good. They're not as sharp as they were, Marenzi. I'm telling you, the Dallas Cowboys show up in this game, and now we like them better on the road at home. They've been, hey, look what they've done at home, man. They've been, they've been look good. They look fantastic. They're scoring points. They're opening it up a lot more. I'm just telling you, there's something going on with this game. I, I, I am stepping in front of the Saints. I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys, and George could laugh at me on Sunday, but maybe he'll congratulate The, the total is we'll attractive see. at 53 to the over. Yeah, that's a good – I think both teams are going to score in the game. Yeah, I think it should go over. That looks like a low total for these teams. See, I always have a problem with Let's Dallas see, in I big see. games, though, against good coaches. Because you, I, I automatically put Dallas down three, five, seven, nothing because I know Peyton's going to outcoach Gary. You know, he just is. Gary can't match up with these guys, and I'm also afraid that Dallas is going to do what a lot of teams do that playing high-scoring offenses. Dallas is going to try and eat up as much clock with Elliott as possible. And if those drives turn into field goals rather than touchdowns, you're just playing into the Saints' hands. You'll be down 14-6 before you know what's going on here. And then the game plan totally changes when you're playing in a shootout here. I think Dallas is going to have to be more 50-50. going to have to throw the ball. going to have to throw the ball down the field. Take your shots. Because New Orleans will. And although Dallas' defense is good, it's not good enough to keep New Orleans from scoring 24 would be the low I think New Orleans can score. And I think they probably get to the 30s here. And I just don't know if that Dallas offense can compete with that. Not the way they're going to start the first quarter, first half of the game. Yeah, and... Uh I got to believe the Saints scored 20. It's pretty optimistic uh, if you're able to hold the Saints to that. I'm looking right now. What's well, the if they score 24, I'm betting Dallas, Gabe. <laughs> if you tell me the Actually, Saints score you know 24, uh, I'll, I'll be betting the Cowboys. Thank you. <laughs> their I'm lowest that, output that, of the total was 21. They yeah, they scored 21 points. They scored 21 points uh, against Cleveland in week two. Yeah. And they put up 24 points in that game when Tucker lost. So on the road, oh, so yeah, let's say on the road, Ravens. they put up 43 yeah. at Atlanta. 
They put up 33 in New York against the Giants, 24 on the road at Baltimore, 30 on the road at Minnesota, 51 on the road at Cincinnati, Ooh. and now Dallas. That's the thing with New Orleans, George, that, that the Saints, remember in the old days, it used to be, wow, you know, you got them out of the dome, and they're not the same on the road in the playoffs in the cold weather. Not really the case now, and I don't think it's nope. going to be the problem, but they're going to have home field. But this is what makes them so tough, man. They don't slip up on the road very much, this team. Right? I mean, they haven't lost on the road yet this year. And it's a very good point that you raise right now as far as is can there really be a bigger coaching mismatch between Garrett and Sean Payton? Probably not. I mean, well, I guess that could be. But uh, Garrett plays too conservative, and this is not a game you can be conservative. You know, I'm of the mind, I think most of us are, of this. You know, when you're in plus territory, fourth and five or less you go. I'm never putting the ball. Not in today's NFL. It, it serves no purpose. Uh, I mean, listen, there yeah. can be games where the weather, it's pouring, it's snowing, okay, and that I can get playing field position, but not against the Saints here. He's got to open it up. He has to take chances, and I just don't think he will until it's too late, Till he, he has no choice but to take those chances. You see, Garrett sort of plays where he's one of those coaches in my mind that plays towards the media where he doesn't want to get criticized. So he always takes, he goes by the book over and over and over again. Let's go by the book, and the book really in today's NFL is gone. It's thrown out. The game is all right. towards, is geared all towards the offense. He needs to take chances here. Uh, I hope he does. I truly do. But in my mind, I, I don't think he will until it's the third quarter, fourth quarter, where he feels he has no choice. They're down seven, down nine, down ten, and then he starts throwing caution to the wind. You know, that's what Harbaugh was talking about that yesterday with Harbaugh at Michigan State. What's what's their their issue over there? And I said that, that Harbaugh's got to come out more aggressive and start these games yep. and not put himself in a hole and take himself because it's not they're not a come from behind team so don't nope, you know exactly sort of just yeah, open things up and me and cam very joined us, george we we're just talking about bill michigan's very similar of. gabe michigan's very similar yeah to they dallas. are to the Cowboys. running games they they have the michigan and dallas have the exact same mo elliot pounding running back old school attack yeah very very and yeah and teams like that you can't you can't get down 14 to nothing because the saints are long well, it's predictable. State. speed 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 it's very predictable yes it's predictable right i mean and George is right. That's why my long the long field goal prop did hit last night in the Monday Nighter. But for the most part, George, I used to bet on a long field goal uh, prop. Like, it'd be 44 and a half yards. And, man, it would hit, like, nearly 70%. Like, you know, I could pick my spots, sort of what games I'd know, too. But, you know, it doesn't hit this year anymore. Because, like you just stated, coaches realize that what's the point of trying a 57-yard field goal when the other team's going to score a touchdown in two minutes anyways? <laughs> right? So... You know, we have to go for it here. I, I'm telling you, I like to see the stats, but I, I, I'm willing to bet, George, that more teams have gone for it on fourth down this year than any other year in the history of the NFL, bro. It's like every damn every damn game teams just go for it. Oh, it's fourth and two from the 30. Let's go for it. They they bypass the field goals now because they know they can score. You have no bet? No, I'm not taking that bet. I agree with you. I think it's by far <laughs> be the most fourth down look, uh, attempts ever. Yeah, I'd like to get to the bottom of that. We'll have to ask our uh, crack research team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, game time decisions. Levels are uh, settling in right now. Thank you, Yank. And uh, we'll continue our conversation with George Kurtz. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, 
or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Marcus Mariota last night, guys, was uh, 22 of 23. Yeah. 22 of 23 passing, and uh, we can't cover a damn teaser. Exactly. Well, it's what you talked about. Other than the pass that was for a touchdown game, how many of them were like three and four yard outs? You know, that's what we talked that's about. That's the thing. We talked about the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. So that these numbers and these statistics are misleading because I'm watching Mariota going big deal. Wow, a couple yard gain there. Yeah. We, we could have gone 24 for 24 last night, too, and chucking those types of passes. Who cares? Yeah, he's he's all right. But um, I don't know. I think they're sort of – I think Mariota's peaked. I, mean, I just heard in that, in that promo angle saying that, oh, he needs more weapons. I think he sort of has weapons. I think Mariota just is who he is. He's a good quarterback. He's not a yep. great quarterback. He's just sort of like their their team is. You know, he's sort of, he's middle of the road. Joy, what's your take on Mariota? Uh, I think he's average, an average quarterback uh, at best. I think he's someone who's proven over and over again he can't stay healthy in the NFL. You know, multiple leg injuries in seasons, now the elbow injury this year. I think Scott has a point that he doesn't have a lot of weapons. Losing to Lonnie Walker certainly hurt. Derrick Henry being a bust this season hurt, although Deion Lewis has been fine there. Corey Davis has been invisible at times uh, is that because of Mariota is that because of when Gabbert came in uh, I think they have some issues there but from what, what you see of Mariota is average at best I don't think they have a franchise guy yeah I'm with you I'm with I'm, I'm with Kurtz I uh, think about Mariota Gabe is too he'll hit he'll hit simple throws to the outside quick little hits um he made a nice throw over the middle to the tight end for the touchdown there but I've talked about it I don't even think it's Davis's fault I, I've seen him get separation, and with Mariota throwing, he, he's not accurate enough. When I look at him, it's a lot like Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles is worse. He's like the worst. Like the Buffalo Bills in that game, there's they know they they basically Blake Bortles could have done. He had simple, simple, simple throws that he couldn't make. I think Mariota's in the same vein. He's a little bit better, Gabe. Not accurate enough to be a full-time quarterback. I'm with George. Yeah, but he's he's sort of like Dak Prescott in the sense that he's not bad enough to replace, right? Yeah, George will tell you. He's I mean, think are, are they getting rid of Franchise quarterback. No, they're not going to get. Are rid they of getting him. rid of them? Nope. No, and, uh, another year, another two, couple years. I mean, I mean, you're not, I don't same think you're, you're not, not going to sign the a Cowboys free agent aren't getting rid of Dak Prescott either. Well, no, because I mean, Jerry Jones admitting he made a mistake then. But if that was, I mean, what's uh, what are you going to do with that? You know, his uh, contract is going to come due up the next year. Uh, are you going to sign him? What what contract does he, does he deserve? Yeah, because it's one thing to pay him eight hundred fifty thousand, right? Another yeah. thing, like, so what's he worth now, George? Like twenty million, I guess. That's sort of the market. Probably 18, twenty million. You're, you're probably looking at twenty million. Are you looking at a four year, eighty million dollar deal? You're going to try and do a bridge deal where maybe he gets two more learning years. You know, really, I mean, listen, you go four years, eighty million. The only thing that matters is the guaranteed money, which generally runs out after two years, three at max. 
in the NFL. So that really is all that matters. And I would assume Dallas, no matter what they sign him to, you know, it could be a four-year, a billion-dollar contract. It'll only matter. The first two years are likely all that matters. That's the way I expect this to happen here. Yeah, that's uh, a good point. Whatever the guaranteed money is, right? That's all. And that that, that was the whole. That was the whole thing, actually, with um, with Le'Veon Bell as well. Right when people sort of oh Le'Veon turned down this and he turned down that for the Steelers, but really, it was only two years of money. Really, the first two years, so he, Le'Veon Bell was basically getting guaranteed thirty-two million dollars from the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that was nowhere near a starting point for him. You know, they oh he's getting offered seventy-four million dollars. No, he isn't. He's getting offered thirty-two million because they could pull the plug after after the two years. And in consideration, like just to put in context, guys, Brandon Cooks got a $52 million signing bonus. Like Brandon Cooks got an $84, $84 million deal from the Rams, $51 million of it guaranteed. Wow. Like they can't Great screw him until they give him $51 million. So that's what Le'Veon Bell's looking at. And look, if Brandon Cooks is getting and all these quarterbacks are, right? Like George said, guys, that's where the money's at. The guarantee, because the, car- the contracts aren't guaranteed. So they can tell you, oh, yeah, we got an eight-year deal for $20 million a year. Yeah, but we're going to cut you in two years. Then so what? It's like, and it's players know they're going to get cut in a couple of years. So that's why the players are all hell-bent on this. Well, what's the guaranteed part of this? And that's why Le'Veon Bell ain't no fool. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that you said, it, the only people who should care about the total contract value, you mentioned the $74 million, that's the agents. They play that up. Oh, yeah, I got a $74 million contract. No, you didn't. As Gabe just said, all you got him was the guaranteed money. Because odds are, he's never going to see that fifth year. You know, that, that'll be gone. He'll be cut long before that, assuming he doesn't play up to that. And we see, we see this all the time. In football, there's non-guaranteed contracts. It's not like baseball. where These guys are going to get every, every last dime that they sign for. Football, it's not. That's why they want their guaranteed money. They want the money up front. That's what they know they're going to get paid. Uh, the, you know, they can rely on that. We see this over and over and over again. That's why I'm curious to see what Dallas does with Dak. I would assume it would be pretty much they'll, they'll announce it as a four-year deal, five-year deal, but I think it'll be a pretty much a two-year deal to give him next season, the season after. To see again, is he that guy? Right now, I have a hard time believing he uh, he is. I don't think it's all on him. I don't. I think a part of it is the uh, the, the game calling. But you know, you watch the uh, the scouts tape of Dak, and you can see he doesn't see deep down the field. He doesn't see guys coming open. He doesn't assume they'll get open. He just doesn't see it. That guys are going to run open in a second. That's just not something he does well or not something they've coached him up to do, to look for those plays. He looks short over and over again. And I'll say it again, in today's NFL, I just don't think that's going to work. I think you guys just pointed out why. Mariota was, what, 22 or 23? Whatever. Silly numbers. Silly numbers. Yet they scored no points. In today's NFL, you have to throw the ball into the secondary. George Hurts with us. George is throwing it down. No, and Gabe, you you know back in the day too when we had like shitty quarterbacks, like when Seattle had like Dan McGuire, hell, Rick Meyer when he went to Notre Dame, the guy was the offensive rookie of the year. He was gone after that. He Schuler. It seems like back then they would look at a guy and go, Okay, you're done now. I, I find in today's NFL, they have a lot more patience with these guys when they're forking out the dough. Like they don't change quarterbacks very quick. Blake Bortles is still quarterbacking the Jacksonville Jaguars. I've seen enough Blake Bortles to play to realize he's a detriment. He's shit. He's not helping that team get any better. He's actually horrible. <laughs> no, Gabe, he's horrible. Like, he is, like, it's, it's, it's to a point now. Like, you know back in the day, it doesn't matter what you did in college, right? you're gone. It's like, you know, time, time to draft a new guy. Like, they have a lot of patience for guys right now. It's, it's, it's very different. Like, you don't just see a guy going, okay, party's over. 
Okay, we'll give them another couple of years. We're going to give them another couple of years. It's very different. In the past, they actually, like, they got, they asked you a lot quicker, which is crazy. Well, that's uh, that's exactly actually why that they could get rid of Blake Bortles right now, right? I mean, they, oh, they gave him an extension, but really there's not a whole hell of a lot guaranteed. It was the same yeah. thing with um, – it was the same thing with Tyrod Taylor and the Buffalo Bills. It's yep. all it's all about yep. the, the the guaranteed money, guaranteed dough. Um, yep. Andy Dalton, I, I imagine Andy Dalton's probably played his last uh, day oh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. So. Actually, I I think so too. I think he's done there. I don't know who's going to be Lewis coach his last game. I don't know. He yeah, goes well, to the bodies are buried, George. <laughs> he seems to always survive. But there's going to be no miracle comeback uh, this year to keep his job, though. No, he. I think it's, uh, this year has to be the end. Yeah, and watch I them, would agree, um, but I don't trust that organization. Watch them hire Hugh Jackson after. Yeah, yeah, the new Bengals coach, Hugh Jackson. Yeah, we That's want to introduce nice. Hugh Jackson as our new, new interim coach. Yeah. yeah. That'll fire up the right, fan you base. You know it's coming. Yeah, you, you, know, you know it's coming, man. That's just. <laughs> that, that would be the best. I don't know. Oh, that'd be too good. Now, I got into it this morning. And I see yeah. our boy Drew on Twitter is actually telling me I'm dead wrong about uh, about Baker Mayfield. But I think the kid should shut up. Like, I think, you know, his level of arrogance for his level yeah, of accomplishments you, you, don't really yeah. equal. That's a good point. Baker Mayfield was a mouthpiece at Oklahoma, though, Gabe. You knew that. He's always been that way. That's why a lot of teams shy no, away from him. That's who he is. Him. Yeah, he, he's fired yeah, up. No, you're like, right. Yeah. This is who he is, and it, it, it sort of makes him. That's what, you know, he's got that edge and stuff. So, yeah. it, you know, but he will right, be humble. You don't like Hugh Jackson. It's like, dude, you've been in the league for six weeks, bro. You know what I mean? You've been in the league yeah. for six weeks, and you're throwing shade at, at some coach who's been around. Why? Because he's not the, the coach anymore. And now, you know, Damian Woody doesn't know anything. No one knows anything, right? Baker Mayfield just goes at everybody all the time. Like, he's just, you know, he just thinks he's too cool. That's my deal with him. Where, and as I stated, I, I must have missed something. Did he win a national championship last year? Right? Like. So, yeah, he's thrown nine touchdown passes in the last couple of weeks. They've played crappy teams, and they just won their first road game in, like, five years. You know, so I, if I was him, I'd lay off. Like, it's, it, it is who he is, and it just doesn't mean I have to like it, though. Right? He's, no. he's doing better than I thought he would, but I think that uh, – I just think he's a jerk. I think that's what it comes down to. Like, I haven't seen one interview ever where he's just normal – and he doesn't have to be condescending or just dickheadish to uh, to the people that's interviewing him. Can't just, trust a guy who, a, who wears a bandana, Gabe. Well, I've been talking a lot about the bandana, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hate it personally. Like, grown man, you wearing do a too. Bandana, huh? It's a bad. It's a bad. Look, look. good. We'll bring this up on me? Thursday because they think it's bandanas are, that I'm like his who, bandana people is think, stupid. People think it's cool. Like, you're telling me, what, they're defending the bandana? Are you nuts? Yeah, Corey's defending anybody the over bandana. The age, anybody over the age of 15, if you wear a bandana, you're a tool. Unless you're robbing <laughs> a bank. How's that sound? That's my take. George, bandanas? I like it. Uh, I'm not a big fan of my other guys. I don't think I've worn one since I was about 15. Maybe playing, uh, yeah. playing hockey every now and then. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. George puts on his bandana when he's going to ref. <laughs> Big <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm with you, Gabe. Oh, I don't know. I, I I love I love the fantasy exec, but he's defending bandanas. No, I can't I can't I can't let that happen. Bandanas are dumb. you can't let like, that I, happen. No, eh? no, no, I just I when I look at Baker Mayfield and the bandana, I'm with you. It's just like a, it makes me cringe. He does chirp a lot, man. <laughs> for a guy for a team in Oklahoma, man. Like I get it. Hey, 
These guys, hey, they lost to Georgia in that game, Gabe. And let's remember, too, before he came to that. He got shut down in the second half, too. He had a half of football. That's my point. He had a half of football where you did nothing against the Georgia Bulldogs. They came back and won that game. So for you to talk like you've won a national championship like Nick Saban or to do this stuff, and you're playing quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, just put the brakes on. It's been a nice run. It's a good start, but there's no need to gloat or brag. you got a lot of work to do. That's that's my thing. So are we mad because, what, he uh, he sort of dissed uh, Hugh Jackson? Is that what this is coming about? Yeah, this is respectful. Like, we, Hugh Jackson, is like yeah. a, you know, he's, he's been in football. I don't know, I don't know a long time. Yeah. It's kind of what it is. It's kind of kicking a guy while he's down. We all know Hugh Jackson's down. Yeah. Like, you know, we're radio exactly. people. Exactly. He's, he's a player on the team, but the guy's a coach. So you didn't have the balls to say Hugh Jackson was this when you were with Cleveland. But now he's gone to Cincinnati. You play them, and then you kick a guy while he's down. It's just a little bit weak, George. That's, that's kind yeah, of I, I, th- I thought his reasoning was it, fine. Right? Hugh Jackson went to the, a division rival team. You're going to play twice a year. This, this didn't, didn't yeah. bother me. The other stuff does, does bother me about him. What he said about Hugh Jackson being a little cold, I'm actually okay with that. And if as a, as a teammate, yeah. I kind of like that. I don't like his other stuff because I think as a quarterback, you yeah. need to be probably the most professional player on the team. You know, yep. and really, especially how you act to the media because everyone's going to follow what you do. But how he treated Hugh Jackson, eh, I don't know. It just doesn't bother me. Uh, we don't know what was going on behind there. So uh, yeah. I, I didn't bother him being called to Hugh. One thing, one thing I will say is Hugh Jackson didn't do himself any favors by talking as much smack as he did when he left Cleveland. And I'm not defending yeah. Hugh Jackson. No, because you know, like I said, like I never, I, you know, Hugh Jackson was like, I want to take this guy, I want to take that guy. Yeah. You guys don't know the truth. It's like, dude, we know that you were one in thirty-one, and they didn't fire you. They took this <laughs> lot to fire you. So, I don't know what your beef is. Like he, Hugh Jackson left Cleveland. Like somehow he got wronged, right? Like, like he he got screwed over. So I think there was an incentive, and you're right. I mean, his teammates like Baker Mayfield, right? But I didn't like him in Oklahoma. I've always thought he was mouthy and just arrogant and just, you know, just a little bit. Yeah, he's good. I'm going to give you that. And if that's what drives him, listen, he was overlooked at uh, Texas Tech. He's got a chip on his shoulder ever since. It is what it is. But there's just no one he doesn't get into it with. You know, Doug Gottlieb said something. He's pissed. Uh, Damian Woody yesterday on ESPN said the kid needs to grow up. Uh, if you're going to be a quarterback in the NFL, you know, mature out a little bit here. Then he'd write a go right on Instagram, right? Right on Instagram about Damian Woody after. I don't know. The kid wants to take the world on, and there's a saying there, be careful taking on the media. The media never run out of ink, right? So, you know, and a Patricia, Matt Patricia will find that out. But, hey, he's a modern athlete. It is what it is, right? That's, that's the way these kids are nowadays, man. There's, like, substance before or style before substance or uh, fame before actual success, right? I mean, Baker Mayfield thinks he's a superstar, right? He doesn't realize that he's played three games and he's won two of them for the Cleveland Browns. He, the kid needs to chill out. He'll he'll learn his lesson. But one thing though, he was compared to um, he was compared to Johnny Manziel often coming out of college. And one thing, unlike Johnny, he can ball and he yep. can stay out of trouble, right? There there is a difference there. Well, we, we got to give him that, Cam. And I'll say this about Johnny Manziel, and you saw in watching the Canadian Football League, he was humbled. He came to this league thinking he was going to take it by storm. His first game was an embarrassment. He looked like a high school quarterback who got murdered. The guys, the older men of the league who have been there and done that, 
they enjoyed it. They enjoyed beating him down, but he was humbled, Gabe. And you saw the last few weeks. He's like, I'm going to try to be the quarterback. I'm going to fight for the position. And uh, it really seemed like the guys on the team, especially at the end of the year when he started taking it seriously, had a lot of respect for him. I'm actually proud of Johnny Manziel. He really, uh, at the end of the year, he played good football. Yeah, you know what he's battling, and at least the kid's staying out of trouble. That's the whole thing. I met yeah. Johnny. Yeah. And I, I, I respect right. him. I don't, it's hard, yeah. hard for me to, to really get to you know to know him for for what he really is. Yeah. But yeah, so Baker, I'll give Baker Mayfield credit. But I find it funny, Cam. You're the same way with the bandana, and you know Corey and Michelle are like you're crazy for not liking a bandana. I just said I don't like the bandana. It's like I don't like I don't like Ryan Fitzpatrick beard. I don't like the bandana. And, yeah. I didn't like his bandana at Oklahoma either. <laughs> like, no, nor did I. Just I don't age. like. <laughs> I don't want to see a guy like an older guy with a bandana. I know maybe maybe it's our problem, Red. See, I'm with you. Yeah, unless you're robbing a bank. Yeah, or, unless unless you know, you're a tennis player, right? Like someone said, yeah. what about Andre yeah, Agassi? Tennis, that's yeah, all right. Agassi yeah, is that, cool. That's different. That was his style. That was that was that was Andre Agassi. I'm with you. I'm with you there too. Just Baker me maybe yeah, with a like, bandana. It looks like a tool. Like, I don't mind the old headbands, like, in the 70s for Dr. J and yeah. stuff like that. And, and Jim McMahon when he wore the headband. the headband either. No, I'm not yeah, really. Jim McMahon, Jim McMahon pulled it off. Well. He wore it well. He wore it well with slogans, yeah. Actually, you know what? Jim, Mc- Jim McMahon and Baker Mayfield. Hey, George. Yeah, there are a lot of <laughs> Baker Mayfield and Jim McMahon, actually pretty similar personalities. To they be actually are. They actually are. Yeah, but you, you can get a so big personality Are we just old, 80s. crusty men now? Are we just yes, old, crusty Gabe. men? I, I before, am. Like, I when I was younger, I, I'm like, oh, I'm, Jim McMahon's cool. Yeah, so I'd be yeah. like an old, an old geezer type. Jim McMahon's got to show some respect for the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm I look an at old it from geezer. an agent's point of view. Because if I'm an agent, the first thing I'm telling Mayfield to do is cut that crap out. Especially with social yeah. media. Because I, what did you say, Gabe, earlier? The media's not going to run out of the bank. You're going to lose that battle. Unless you're battle. Tom Brady and you're the GOAT, you're Jerry Rice, someone like that. You're going to lose that battle. They're going to win. Right, they can write forever. They'll take you down, you know. So I, that's, if I'm an agent, cut the crap. Yeah. You know, don't worry about what. There's always going. No matter how good you are, there's always going to be negative things say about you. Forget about it. You're going to the bank. You got yep. a zillion dollars. Who cares what they it. say? Don't exactly. respond to it. And, but I think. Uh, yeah. Gosh, speaking of sounding yeah. uh, old, these kids today don't understand. Yeah. Hey George, the Islanders are at George, Nassau this weekend, eh, buddy? <laughs> Looking forward Versus to it. Versus the Blues. Yeah. Good stuff, buddy. Thanks for the time, Always George. Always good to be with you guys. Take good it luck. easy, George. George Kurtz. So the Islanders playing in Nassau. I didn't, I didn't know that, Cam. Yep. Yeah. Return to the Nassau County Coliseum this weekend versus the Blues, buddy. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Excellent promo. The, pro- the, promos, the promos are getting there, Yang, but now the rest of your game's flipping. Yeah, you've concentrated <laughs> too much on the promos. <laughs> uh, Marenzi, you're a tough coach. You're a tough coach on Yang. You'll 
He'll give you a couple goals. You know, ah, no, you could have scored four or five, buddy. Work to be done. What about those Yank. opportunities? Yang's so concerned about the promos. Now he's forgetting to look at the G-chat. Yeah. <laughs> no, great job, Yang. Great job, the promos. They're actually good, uh, good promos. You get it now. You see? Yeah, you know, you're starting to get it. You know, you're, getting, you're, you're starting to figure out those are the type of yeah. stories you're supposed to share. And, yeah. you know, and it has a nice good, ending. Good. Very Crisp. good. Crispy ending. Yeah, like there was, Chris, point, there was a gonna, story. There gotta, was a joke. Yo, I got to yeah. talk to Corey. He's a boring money. Serpico's looking at her for a boyfriend. Yeah, boom. Yeah. I don't even know where my cell phone is. Ding. Cut. Ding, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. it is. No, see, that, that was, yeah, that's what you call a promo. Good job. That's a the story. Snowplow Coke promo last week was good. Yeah, uh, no, the promos are best. See, now, <laughs> the Yang, now, Yang, that's the type of show that I would want to listen to. Except you got to yeah, get levels snow. up. Like, I can barely I can barely hear Cam, guys. Like, uh, you got to, and I can barely hear George, too, guys. Like, um, really? Uh, Yang, if wow. you can, like, get get the levels. If you got to get Cam louder. I can't hear him barely. Really? Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm peeking when I'm talking, so I guess we're going to blow up the board, buddy. Blow it up. That's blow better. Blow it up. That's a little better now. <laughs> Blow it up. Yeah, I don't want to be a jerk, but I, I keep talking over you. I can't hear you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, it's better now. I'm, it's I, better. I'm yelling. All right, good. Yeah, you're going to have to keep yelling, so. Yeah, keep uh, yelling. Me And I have literally, I have the volume on 10. Like, I can't I get any louder. I got not, not to say. I'm, hear, I'm hearing, like, feedback. And I know. So, yeah, it's a... If I know, I know normally if I'm on 10. It sounds like it's too loud and sort of like tinny and stuff, and it's not right now. So I know for a fact the levels. There's some level somewhere that there. It's you know. Yeah. I will tell you though, it's clearer than usual. It like is. I have less. You know, I've less. Do you not hear something in the background though? It's clearer. Do you yeah. hear something in the background like a zzz, like a B? That's what I hear. Yeah. Meaning it's probably too loud. <laughs> yeah, I hear That's that. Yeah, yeah. That's I hear a lot I'm, of crazy things a, that, that are annoying that's in the my pro, head. That's the problem. <laughs> I, I bet you do. You put those headphones on all day, brother. You're probably hearing a lot of stuff. Probably go to bed with that sound. Yeah, it'd be annoying after a while. That's for sure. This show is the worst one, actually, because uh, there's like a um, there's like a talkback when I talk, bro. Yeah, I hate that too. Like I just heard talkback, bro. Talkback, bro. Back, bro. Talk it's back, it's bro. annoying yeah. as hell. Most people wouldn't be able to deal with it, but. I know it's not going to ever get fixed, so I, I I don't really have a choice but to live with it, right? It's one of those, like, I don't know. I, to be honest, I tweak with things. I'm turning dob, knobs, and I sort of just play along with it as we go. And sometimes, some days it's better than others. Like I said, today, actually, when we came on, I was like, wow, sounds really clear. Like, you and I, we might as well yep. be standing next to each other right now. Well, that's what say, I was saying. Sounds, you know what I mean? It sounds so clear. You- it's just it's the volume is low. Yeah, well, when I, that's what I say. When you started and you ta- when I was talking, I'm like, wow, it sounds really crispy. But that was what you said when the volume had a problem. Then I was concerned because I'm like, it sounds good to me. Like, because I'm when I'm looking at the board, I look at the colors. And if it goes ding, 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 red, 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 I know it's at the max. Right. So anyway, we should do the best we can. I don't have a tech guy. Got some real idiots. Your, your place. <laughs> Got some real idiots on Twitter here. Uh, yeah, what are they saying? Cutting up the bandana? No, there's some dude. Uh, well, the bandana's not bad. I like Wiley Coyote. Uh, Wiley Coyote says the only people who should be wearing uh, bandanas are like the chicks in the 20-minute uh, workout videos. Remember those? Oh, yeah, workout, yeah. The exercise. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. I yeah, agree. Those chicks were hot. 
sure uh, were. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind like Olivia Newton-John wearing a headband bandana. Yeah, that's a good point. Like for chicks, I don't mind. I actually like chicks with bandanas. Even the Macho Man. He look. He look. He, the he Macho the Man. Yes. yes. Yep. That's yeah, a but big Macho Man is iconic, legendary. Yeah, he rocks a bandana. It's like He's Andre Agassi's cool. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Now you got it. Yep, you I got it. <laughs> I think we're just out of touch. You, you said it. Basically, the bottom line is we're old curmudgeons now. We were those young guys thinking Jim McMahon was like cool. Michelle Serko was like, no, I think he's cool. And yeah. Like, God, basically, anyone that I think is a jerk, she thinks is cool. Yeah. And I come to the conclusion, basically, that, yeah, I'm, you know, it just is we're what old. it is. We're just old we're and crust, grumpy. Crusty, and, old and Corey, jerks. Corey even basically said that. He goes, you know, Gabe, you're just one of these guys that's old school, and he needs to earn it. And it's true, right? Like, I don't, you know what I mean? I don't like, like, a lot of these new athletes. And it's funny because I like a lot of them, but I don't like the ones that talk without winning. If you win, you can talk. That's my motto. Seriously, I tell the kids this on my team. You guys win the Super Bowl, I don't give a crap. Do all the interviews you want with GQ. Say whatever the hell you want. You know, we go nine and seven one year and win a playoff game. I don't want you going to GQ and telling everyone how the rest of the league sucks and you're the greatest gift of football, right? Jalen Ramsey. Like these kids need to be humble. <laughs> but you know, we're old school. Cam, I don't know if I told you story, but I know a dude who played on the Texas Longhorns. Yeah, I didn't really know him well, but it was a it was a friend of mine that did know him well, and um, he scored a touchdown for the Longhorns. Which is pretty cool. Not easy to do. You know, a lot of guys play, but you know, he actually so he scored a touchdown. Yep. On like a on a punt return. So he, he returned a punt, like he blazed down the sidelines and stuff, and he got to the sidelines, and everyone was jumping on him, and you know what I mean? It was like high fiving, and people were like, "You're gonna get late tonight, man!" They were all like, everyone's all over the kid and stuff. He passes Mac Brown, who's standing there on the sidelines. Mac Brown looks at him. You know what he says to him? He goes, you ain't so fast. <laughs> Didn't say good like touchdown. Yeah. Didn't say, uh, he just looked at him. He goes, he said, you ain't that fast. Like, basically, settle down, kid. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's why you're here, all right? That's why you're on the team. You made a play. Uh, go, go, sit, go sit down on the bench and shut up. Like, it's yeah. just, you know, you ain't that fast. That's you why know, I like, like Barry Sanders. Coach used to be like that. Yeah, you know, my coach used to be like, uh, "Good job by uh, by uh, by Gabriel in the net tonight," even though he really didn't have any tough shots. He got the shot out. You know what I mean? Like, you take a backhanded, like sort of. You really didn't do anything, but you got a shot out. You know. <laughs> like, yeah, our coach used to like. guy used to do stuff. The guy, the guy used to do stuff to us, which would be considered abuse now. Like, honestly, like, oh, he'd yeah. be charged. Like, he'd hit us with sticks. He'd do all sorts of stuff. He'd put weights on us, you know, like, like teabag skate. You know, you're going around there just to weights on us. Skate, 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 skate till you puke. Now, you, you can, literally, the cops would show up at the rink and say, sir, you can't coach these kids anymore. This is abuse. And to us, it was just a normal coach, practice. One of my coaches, Cam, guy was getting a divorce, man. He got, he real got even angrier. <laughs> yeah, I know. I actually had a good, I, I was in the exact same situation hey, with one of our coaches. Too. Yeah, I know. He was yeah, a drinker booze, our coach too. was a booze bag, too. And he had a divorce. He, he hated so he, everybody. <laughs> he basically took his frustrations out on us. Like, man, yeah. it was like, it got yeah, to I'm the point him. where it is funny because his kid was on the team. And, and of course, the kid's always on the team, right? The coach's son's always on yeah, the team. Yeah, so, I'm not really down with so that. The coach's kid was on the team. 
Yeah, but it's one of these deals where the kid, the coach's kid, like, didn't think he was good. You know what I mean? Like, but the father, like, would sort of play him a little bit too much. But the kid, people liked him because it wasn't like the kid was arrogant. The kid was like, you know, I don't you know. Yeah. I mean, really, he was sort of. But the kid basically was the one that told us. He goes, yeah, things are good at my house, man. He goes, I say, yeah, my dad had to move out. And, you know, he's basically living in a motel. And then he would show up, dude, to practice. <laughs> Pissed. You know, it, it, it wasn't pretty camp. Like, uh, no, it wasn't. Dude, no. Like, he'd be reeking of booze and stuff. And, like, he'd get personal, too. Like, he'd get, like, because he was mean-spirited. So he'd get, like, personal with, like, us. Like, with our own personal problems. You know what I mean? Like... You know, like he would tell a kid, you know, try not to get arrested and steal something on the way here, right? Like he was really. <laughs> yeah, he was a dick. He was just so mean. <laughs> that yeah, our, our was coach funny, was. A, yeah. I look back; it's actually funny, but the it the is. the uh, the um, the administration had to step in and tell him, "Listen, you need to take a leave of absence, like while your yeah. divorce is yeah. going on." <laughs> too too rough on getting, the kids. It's getting yeah, like parents are starting to grumble that you're kind of insane. You know what I mean? <laughs> We, we had a guy on our team, Marenzi, on one of our teams, and my buddy's dad was the coach, and he was a hard-ass, too. He used to call, like, the defenseman a snowflake and a pussy and stuff like that, right? <laughs> yeah, one, exactly. one, no, no, and one day, Dude, one of the players used to use the F left. word. Yeah, yeah I know. He used the F word for, like, gay and stuff. Like, our coach, like, oh, yeah. that, like way, like, you little F, you know what I mean? You're playing, yep. like, a little F today, Marenzi. Yeah. And, like, I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, you know That's you're normal. talking to a 13, 14 year old like this, yeah. Right? Uh, uh, yeah, oh yeah, and this guy actually he snapped one day and he, and he attacked the coach. Like he he like hit him like it was it was madness. Oh, he did, like, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he snapped. Like he he hit him with a stick and the coach like he's holding him back. He's like, "Listen, I know you're younger. I I can kill you if you hit me again." Like it got and this is at practice. Like we're just sitting there. It's like, "Oh my god." Like yeah, people you don't know, know the things that happened in hockey a long time ago, man. You like they, it, there'd be jail now. Like the stuff we thought I was hit normal. A coach. I hit my baseball coach with a line drive, like an aluminum bat yep. line drive type thing. He was the first base coach. <laughs> Except the thing is, we didn't get along, right? Yeah. So we didn't get along. And I smoked him. Like, basically, like, like the ambulance came and everything. Like, basically, like, I hit him right on the side of the head, right in the ear. The guy drilled the ball right down the first baseline and it hit him yeah. right in the head. Right in his mouth. He dropped and, oh, and then I basically got benched. <laughs> like, like, they basically sort of insinuated that I did it deliberately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you and can hit a line drive like, yeah, deliberately yeah, into a guy's temple. A line yeah, drive. Okay. yeah. No, yeah. No yeah. offense. Uh, or the skinny Barry little Bonds singles hitter yeah, up the yeah, middle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, if a Major League like Baseball yeah. player would have problems doing that, I'm sure you had that planned. Like, come on. Give me a break. No, but it was like <laughs> it was like one of those one in a million deals. Like, I just sort of yeah. drilled it. Dink. You know what I mean? It yeah, was like perfect drive. Boom. Like, he dropped. He was in the middle of a game. His son got all mad at me. Like, they got, like, basically instead of, like, just, like, everyone looked at me sort of like I did it on purpose. You know what I'm saying? And, like, next thing, like, a bat, like, dropped in the batting order. <laughs> it's like, get to the park. Yeah, you're sitting today. It's like, yep. coach gave me dirty looks. And I actually went up to him. I said, you know, I said, you know, I know we've had our differences, but I said, it's kind of crazy you think I'm able to hit you with a line drive on purpose. Yeah. Like, like really he's an was. idiot. His kid, like his son, didn't talk to me and stuff. Because, like I said, I di- I got into it with this coach a lot over the year. Yeah. So, I guess they thought I wasn't overly concerned. That was the deal, right? Yeah. That 
I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. But I'm sure you meant to do it. Like I'm not gonna lie. Should, like yeah. I didn't Yeah, you didn't you I didn't, didn't worry laugh. about after you did it, but you're like no, I didn't I didn't laugh, but I didn't run down the first baseline. Baseline <laughs> see how his head was, like, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. sort of one of those like, oh shit! Like I sort of stood there like, oh. There's there's <laughs> you know? nothing there's nothing worse than Marenzi and you know playing sports where the coaches has a son on the team. Like I told you, I got kicked off a team because oh, he was yeah. just a little. He was a little punk. He was actually a French guy too. He was like a, he wore one of those Jofa helmets and he was a big big baby. Coach's son, baby baby, cried all the time. You know, and after a while, like I just could I couldn't deal with this kid anymore, and I just beat the crap out of him in practice. I got kicked off the team. So I went from, uh, I was playing for the North Stars back then, and then uh, we went to the Braves instead. So I basically went from Minnesota to Chicago uh, in the league. Yeah, they kicked me right off the team, and another team picked me up. I was was done with this kid, always whining in the stupid Jofa. It's like the bandana. I don't like it. Oh, you don't like Jofa? Well, what's a white rescue (laughs) war? Yeah, no, those real bad, the square Jofas, the big ones, like the great guys. I hate those helmets, yeah. Hate those. <laughs> Gretzky's was more molded. It was more of like a, a racing, like a, a cyclist Jofa. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about the big, square, like stupid, like oh, the, Jofas. Those yeah, were yeah, dumb. The, the big, the big, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, old the great kazoo Jofa. Jofa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, chunky Jofa, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, what losers yeah, were? Jofa. Yeah, you were a chunky Jofa. You yeah, it was so a good player. You, you, I know. It was, it was so, so round that helmet. Like, I, God, I hated that helmet. <laughs> All right, hold yeah, on a second. This kid was a mouthpiece. What do you got? I'm on four percent juice. I'm on four oh, percent gonna... juice here, so I got to okay, go get buddy. the charger. Hold on. Sounds good. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing about these helmets, man. If you guys haven't seen these helmets out there, the helmets that they have today, the players to what we used to have, like this thing is like basically you have a GMC like a car on your head, and it's supposed to be aerodynamical, but man, this thing looks so stupid. It was a stupid like Gabe. It was the size of a car. On the guy's head, and he—it's just. <laughs> I wish I could bring in that Jofa right now. I'd like to smash it with a sledgehammer. Stupid helmet, Jofa. Remember the Cooperalls? Do you ever have Cooperalls? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. We wore Cooperalls for a couple of years. It's actually funny. Like we wore Cooperalls, and then our coach was kind of old school. He's like, only losers wear Cooperalls. He goes, you guys got to go back to like get the garters, and like you remember, he used to put the socks Even up with me. the thing and pin them. Like yeah. I, I didn't like Cooperalls. Cooperalls were a loser play. No, I know. Like, I'm like. Uh, my, you know, it's funny though when Cooperalls came out. When Cooperalls came out, I was like, I want a pair of Cooperalls. Yeah, me too. And uh, my grandfather was, you know, yeah, he must have got white. Right? <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's uh, like, he was like, he was like, I'm not wearing like, pants. Not Cooperalls. Yeah, he goes, you wear socks, you don't wear Cooperalls. Yeah, okay, basically, exactly. same thing. <laughs> I could see him. So saying I remember it. It was so, it was so lame, like going to the store to get a garter. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like, no, no, it was a garter yeah, I was belt. Like, yeah, I, was, I was like, those Cooperalls are pretty cool, Grandpa. He's like, they're stupid and they won't last. And he was right. <laughs> like, he's like, he was. He was. I remember getting a pair and thinking, man, I kind of look pretty stupid in these things. <laughs> like, even as a teenager. <laughs> they weren't as cool. Like, who, who was the Flyers? The Flyers were the only ones that wore them, right? And the Whalers. Whalers wore them, too. Oh, the Whalers Hartford and Whalers. Yeah. yeah, Whalers and Flyers. Because yeah. like, I remember our team yeah. wore them, too, and, like, we lasted one year. And all the kids were like, oh, your balls <laughs> are so cool. And I'm like, nah, 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 nah. Like, I'm with you. Like, we might as well be strippers with the garters. Like, we're going back to the garters. Like, it's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, the, the Cooper all, like, they were restrictive. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they were something... dumb. Yeah, you're dancing in slacks. They tried, like, though. 
Yeah, it was a good move. But, yeah, the kids, it was like those sticks. I remember they came out with those, like, sticks that were not, like, square or, like, Sherwoods. They were kind of cold. They were weird. They were, like, blue graphite sticks. They were a big thing for a while, too, and they sucked. They used to break all the time and stuff. That's the problem with hockey, like, back then. What they was tried the... every trick in the book. My uncle had the, uh, the sponsorship deal, and I used to wear them when I was a kid. He gave them to me. It wasn't Micron. What was the other plastic skate? Oh, oh they were uh, terrible, too. No, no, Microns were good, actually. CCM tax. I'm trying to think. Uh, ooh, wow. It was the other plastic one. Graph? I should know. I've said, no, I've said the name before. What the hell? Maybe Wiley Coyote. They weren't Microns, though. Graph. Like, nah. Graph. Even the Microns. Pretty. Graph. No, 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 no. No? like uh, Goldilocks here. Now the music's too loud. <laughs> I, I too don't know what's it's going too on. Loud. It's too cold. It's too- From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. I think I had Lang skates. Lang. I can't believe I don't remember. Like, if I see the name, it'll be like, yeah, yeah. Yang. Yang wears Lang. Yeah, Yang wears Lang. <laughs> you ever skated before, Yang? Um, I did as a kid. The picture, I did as a kid, but now I'm a picture, Yang. I like roller a little, uh, little left winger. <laughs> Rollerblader. I used skating through the city. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sucker. I, I used to do the the, the, the the roller skates with the four wheels, but I don't know how to ride those anymore. Four wheels? Wow, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me, me and Grabs are old. I remember that. Yeah. When I was a teenager once, I got arrested uh, on roller skates. Like, I tried to flee a scene on roller skates. I got chased <laughs> out on roller skates. <laughs> Not even on roller on roller skate busted. Yeah, yeah no, 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 camp. Like I swear to God, like <laughs> that's I, like amazing. fell. Like I, I was in a building. I fell. I was trying to walk down the stairs on roller skates. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, the cops. So I'm that's like, the best. I, I fell down the stairs basically, and I went out into this alley, and I'm on roller skates, and yeah, man, like I got about like 20 feet, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, see, they're all like slow and chunky. Like you know what I mean? You're trying to like. Oh, I know. Up. I know exactly what you mean. I never got into the rollerblade thing. Me neither. Um, I played rollerblade hockey a few times. I played in a charity thing. I told a story. It's a time where I uh, I uh, I tripped a kid face first into the boards deliberately, basically. <laughs> the kid, like, dude, the kid was, like, checking me and stuff. And I, like, I fell pretty hard because of the kid. Like, he basically he didn't slew foot me, but... Came in pretty hard. Like, you know, I was, I was, I was chunk, you know, I, I couldn't, I wasn't good on rollerblades. You know what I mean? So I was, I could skate, dude, but I had a problem stopping, right? On the yep. rollerblades. Cause I can skate like the wind and, and, and hog on ice. But, um, rollerblades is sort of the same, but it's a little different, Cam. You know, stopping's different. You can't do like, you got to stop by putting your heel up. 
Yeah, and no, it's so kind of stupid. Weird, oh, I know. I hate. I hate. Yeah. It. I so I, I, I put my wheel up, a uh, heel up, a few times. I ended up on my ass. Like I fell backwards. You know what I mean? <laughs> so this sure. kid came into the corner hot on me once, man. I ended up on my ass, and he said something to me. I heard him sort of like mumble something to his teammate, like ha ha ha, and. I saw that this kid basically was trying to be Johnny Hero. I don't know if his girlfriend was there or whatever. You know what I mean? It was at the Jewish uh, community uh, event uh, thing. It was like this big, big like thing in Cote St. Luke. It was this nice like arena and everything. There was a lot of people there. And, you know, I'm a competitive dude, Cam. You know what I mean? Like things, it was yeah, a game. You don't want to be shown up. And this, <laughs> well, this kid wanted, you know, this kid thought he was Mark Messier or something. Yeah, he right? wants to dance. <laughs> it's, it's, it's time. So I, I even warned the kid. I said, kid, if you get too close to me again, it's not going to end well. And lo and behold, the little mouthy kid came around, and I basically, like, took his feet, the roller blade out. Like, <laughs> I took him out. You know, I didn't, like, check him. I tripped him. And I tripped him. He went, like, face first, like, into the boards type thing, sideways. Like, bam, the kid was hurt for a couple of minutes. And it was a big, uh, it was a big <laughs> brouhaha. <laughs> He deserved it. He deserved it, dude. I, I, I nearly got. I nearly oh, got really. Do you remember public like skating? Stick, did you ever stick have swinging did, stuff? Yeah, like did you I ever went have to public play skating once, bro. A couple I'll of years ago, not a couple about, like yeah, about fifteen years. When I was in Montreal, oh, fifteen years ago, I was even on the radio. I think it was right, uh, probably about twenty years ago or ish, whatever. Same thing, man. I remember I went out and I was playing shinny and I hadn't gone in a while and I went to this rink and I jumped in this game, bro. And within like 10 minutes, man, like it was on. You know what I mean? It was one of those deals. You know, like me and this dude were like slashing each other across the shins. <laughs> you know nice. I mean? Yeah. Like, it, 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 you know what? That, that stuff yeah. happens a lot back then. Like now. He smoked me once. He checked me. Yeah. I didn't yeah. see it coming. He checked me. Boom. Like he came in and smoked me against the boards. So I went, I went uh, stick swinging style. I just like baseball. <laughs> I swung the stick like a baseball bat on his kneecap. <laughs> I just turned around and went bang. <laughs> and it's yeah, it's not one of my were proud. McGill, they were I've McGill the students, Cam. <laughs> I'm a horrible game. I, I actually was playing street hockey with a buddy, and he was a real dick though too. He's always a mouthpiece, always chirping, chirping, chirping. I, I actually really regret this moment as a kid, but I really, I just would you hit him over time. the head? Oh, no, I, 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 no, I go to jail for that. But, no, I, I chucked the stick like a javelin when he was away, and it hit him right in, the, like, right in the side of the head, and, like, boom, like, he was out. And I thought I killed him. So I started, like, crying, hey, wake up, wake up, wake up. He was done. Like, he was done for a long period of time. And I, I always regretted that. Like, I chucked a stick at a guy's head. Like, that's, that's awful. Like, you should never do that. And we used to have public skating. Now, it would be, now it's illegal. So all the kids, we were fast because we used to play hockey at a high level. And they'd have a bunch of, like, old, beat-up drunks that were, like, trying to catch you at the end. So when it ended, you wouldn't come off the ice. Like, I remember, guys, they used to grab you and throw you up into the boards and stuff. And these were adults versus kids. Like, yeah, there's, like, lawsuits and things. The things that you could get away with back then to now, it's like, buddy, I'm telling you, man, it's unbelievable. I'm not sure if you ever had public skating in Quebec, but it was a big thing where we were, and it was very violent because at the end, the kids would just tell the the, guy, the adults F you and try to catch it. They could never catch you. So then all the kids start laughing at the – then the patrols come up and they gang up on you, like slide through their legs and deep them out and stuff. Then they grab <laughs> you and throw you into the boards like when they had enough of you. Yeah. Things were pretty violent back then, Gabe. <laughs> I went to uh, – Good times. Good I times. Went to, I went to the uh, the public rink outside the city hall in Toronto like five years ago. Not even. Oh, nice. Yes. And I, I had skated in years. 
Yeah, I went with a chick. I hadn't skated in years and stuff. And uh, so I get out there with her and stuff. And, of course, I couldn't help but start showing off. You know what I mean? She's like, you know, you can't skate. I've never seen you skate yeah. ever. I've known you this long and whatever. I was like, trust no, me. Oh, I, I can, can skate, skate, baby. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so we get out there. And she's like, holy shit. She's like, I didn't really. She's like, you're not, you're not playing around. Like, <laughs> you know how to skate. I told her, I said, listen, I started skating when I was three years old. Like, I literally used to skate to school. Like, I, I could skate when I could talk, basically. Like, so, so lo and behold, Cam, I'm a jackass. I'm flying around there, City Hall, skating backwards. I'm, I'm telling her, I got to do this. And that. And, dude, they're, they're rented skates. They're not that sharp. And there's a lot of, a lot of chunks in that, in that ice, man, out there. Right? Oh, so, sure there is. Oh, uh, I tumbled, bro, like good. Like, I tumbled, like, classically. Like, you know, totally injured. All right, we're going home now. <laughs> like, after getting up. Yeah. I haven't been back since. I was sore for, like, a week after, bro. My <laughs> legs were like, oh, my God. Like, it, it got me. But you don't lose it. Like, skating is like like no, riding a bike. I agree. I agree. Like, you don't lose it. If you know how to skate and you haven't skated yeah. in 20 years, you put a pair of skates on. Like I said, yeah. you'll feel it the next day. Like, oh, man. Like, yeah. but I can still skate. You'll, you'll be able to. Do... Yeah. I just not fast. You're just not fast anymore. The things that you used to do, yeah, no, it's like riding a bike. But now our cardio shit. You just don't have the the moves that you had. But no, when yeah, you put on the skates, you can still get get things done. I agree, hundred percent. Like look at me now. I'm I'd like to play set. hockey. I'd I like. That'd be fun if we we played a game of pickup hockey. We should do it with Kurtz and stuff. Yeah, you know, he's got the game. We get the bunch Kurtz of guys together. Kurtz will probably skate circles around us. I haven't been on the ice. I haven't played a regular game of hockey probably in. Uh, I'm thinking a decade at least. Like I haven't had like a. Like even like buddies Five, getting together and stuff. We we um, I think longer, maybe 10, 15 years. Yeah, like we used to go get wasted. No, I haven't put in the pads on afterwards. in over thirty years. Oh, I'm, I'd be so bad right now. Like I could skate, but I'd have no cardio. Like one up, one time up and down, I'd be done. Like you're right, and it would hurt. Like for a I, week, maybe a month. I think I would have a hard time like putting the equipment on now. Like I the think new I'd have a heart here, I would know what to do. <laughs> I, I'm with you, Marenzi. I don't know if I could even get the equipment on it. Just big lumbering guy down there. Yeah, and I'm a lot bigger than I used to be. <laughs> I used to be a power forward. I'd now like I'm to do it. I'd like to stop. Uh, you know, the last too. time we were going to do it is actually, if you remember, you would be on TV. At work. Yeah, we're going to take some shots. Exactly. It would have <laughs> been a great bit. Basically, it was going to be, I was going to be a net, and it was me yeah. versus Cam Stewart. But we were going to bring in the Boston Bruin Cam Stewart player. And then he was <laughs> yes. going to tee up shots at my head and stuff. It would have been funny, like me getting all scared. And, hey, hey, hey. It's supposed to be against Cam Stewart, Stewart, the raging redhead. Yeah, 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 that's the best. When you were doing that show, when you used to go on off the record all the time, that was the thing. I only did it twice, but I did it with Cam Stewart. Cam Stewart and Cam Stewart. <laughs> it was the best. Nice guy, actually. You know where he played hockey, Gabe? University of Michigan. He was a Wolverine. Yeah. Good good player, man. Who good else was a Wolverine? Player. Yeah, who else? Who else did he? What play? other I players? Think his team was pretty good. He played for uh, Red Berenson. Red no, Berenson. What other players uh, were Michigan Wolverine went, players? Uh, that's a good question. Michigan Wolverine players. Uh, yeah, the levels are low again here, bro. They went like way loud, and then they're all low. <laughs> Michigan Wolverine hockey. Let's see hockey players. No, Paul Korea went to Maine. I'm trying to think. Uh, back then, most guys played in the OHL. They didn't play as much NCAA when they were uh, back in the day. What's going no, on no. out there? No, no. Brendan Morris, go oh, Kyle Shovelin. Connor of the uh, Kyle Connor of the Winnipeg Jets played for uh, plays for Michigan. He's a good player. That's good. Thought there'd be more guys than that. Nah, there's like older guys. I'm drawing a blank here. Michigan Wolverines, NHL. 
NHL. All right. Wolverines in the National Hockey League. Yeah, this will be current. Huh. Max Pacioretty is a Wolverine. Pacioretty went to Michigan. Interesting. Interesting. We have the Red Barons yeah. era here. Kyle Connor. Andrew Cogliano. Huh. Oh, Andrew Cogliano. Yeah, Andrew. Yes, yes. Andrew Cogliano did go there because he's on a panel too with Cam Stewart. Carl Hagelin. Jack Johnson. Yeah, that's nice. what I was thinking. Oh, Dylan Larkin. Dylan Larkin. Dylan Larkin, too. Good player. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Jacob Truba. Truba's good. I didn't know he was. Uh, Al Montoya. Remember Al Montoya? Oh, yeah. Yes, Al Montoya, the goalie. Al Montoya. There's actually a, a lot of Wolverines, dude, in the league right now. Like, I'm looking, like, currently right now. Like, there's, like, a lot of them, bro. There's, like, 18 of them. I don't know. Like, honestly, they probably have more than any other university in the NHL. Love those lang <laughs> <the lang> skates. <laughs> Sorry, big, the picture. They were so shit. Like, look, look, look how bad they look. The plastic, man, they sucked. They were bad skates. <laughs> were those the ones you had? Langs? Were they the plastic Langs? God, they stink. Yeah, they're horrible skates. Uh, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking right now. <laughs> yeah, they were like a poor, poor man's yeah. micron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor man's micron for sure. Yeah, but I had, I had Lang. Oh, here they are. Yeah, yeah. Here yeah. there they are. I had Lang goalie skates. <laughs> oh, even worse, even uglier. Ever, they were uglier. You ever skated in goalie skates? Yeah, oh yeah, it's tough, man. Go, that's the thing that people don't understand about goaltenders, man. It's a tough, it's a tough racket. Like that's that's why I was a better skates. skater, even too. That's the thing. Yeah, I goalie, skated in goalie skates my whole life, right? Our our goalie in our rec league was so good, like because he he played goaltend, like he's same as you, like he's AAA and whatever. And we used to bring him out, Hash Lee, like he'd cook bots and stuff. He's just flying around out there. He's like really thin. I'm like, wow, man, this guy's quick. He goes, hey, being a goalie, you learn how to skate. That's the thing. If you can skate in goalie skates, you get in regular skates, man. You're flying. Big yeah, time. yeah, yeah. I played. Uh, we played in a tournament once, and uh, to mix it up, to have fun. Uh, I told the coach I want to play forward because the game was just what happened. Yeah, and, uh, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, why not?" Yeah, and um, I, I I blazed past everyone. I scored on a breakaway. I just I, I just cruised through everyone and I scored. I wasn't great though. Um, I didn't play much either. He didn't put me on much, but I actually scored like in my one game. And so you were fast, but you didn't have like the like the moves. You could like uh, stop properly. What did like you? You were just one of those guys that burned. No, I was, I was pretty good. Like uh, no, I was pretty much a natural at hockey, right? Like because um, I would play goalie, but I would never play goalie in the park. And I used to go to the park and play every day, but I would play forward when I play shitty. Like. Uh, there was no way in hell. Like, even my grandfather always used to tell me, whatever you do, never, never go to the park. Because basically you'll just have a bunch of psychos taking shots at yeah, you. Which yeah, that's blasting what people at do, your right? head and stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's always yeah, what, what did you do. do when you were a kid? Oh, look, there's a goalie with pads. <laughs> like, what did you do? <laughs> you teared up exactly. suddenly, right? Like, hey, you're wearing pads at school. Like, you know what I mean? Let's bring exactly. in. Uh, actually, you know, we made, we made Hainzer wait, but then we're going to run him. So, uh uh, let's just bring him. Should we bring him in now Hanser? or in the next break here? Yeah, no, yeah. bring him now. He can, Probably more time minutes. after. It's his. Uh, yeah. It's his, All right. Yeah. What's page. up, Hanser? We'll bring Hanser in here right here. Should have brought Hanser in a couple minutes ago, but uh, yeah. I enjoyed talking about this hockey equipment. Yeah. What's up, Hanser? Ryan. I always enjoyed that hockey job too. That was mint. That was that took me back, brother. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the, the old the old memories. 
Oh, you know, memories of going to, going to the <laughs> rink and uh, and the rivalries at the rink or just in the pickup hockey. It was uh, that was some real stuff, man. Yeah, people don't realize that bit, people who play bit. hockey are just psychos, right? Like it's sort of a reason, yeah. like like Cam was saying. You think you can get away with things you can in society, basically in hockey. Right? That's right. Like, yeah, you, you can't. Totally, totally. With a piece yeah. of wood. <laughs> yeah, you could punch someone. <laughs> and like you, know I mean, like you punch someone on the ice, like they put you in a box also, for two minutes. You know what I mean? Morenzi, like, some of the biggest. Let's call it out for what it is. Some of the biggest dicks that you'll ever meet, you played hockey with or against, right? Like guys who are just bad. Like there's a lot of bad people that I played hockey with. You know what I mean? They weren't great guys. <laughs> and they were mean. They were mean spirited, and they took it out, and they used to like hit people with sticks and try to kill you. That's kind of what it was. It was legal violence. Told you, man. <laughs> my uncle was good enough to play pro hockey. He wasn't mean yeah. enough. He's a nice guy. And he used to piss yeah. my grandfather off. He's telling yeah. him, you got to stop Get short or... after you hit them. Yeah. yeah. He hit him. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but I really hurt that guy. He's like, yeah, you know, that's his problem. It's not yours. <laughs> so what's on your mind, Hainzer? Well, okay, first thing, about the rinks. I used to go to the rink when I was younger, and hockey was my sport. I was, I was pretty good. I had wheels. So uh, I would go there every Saturday and Sunday morning, and um, – at least on the Sundays, as I remember it, there would be this pickup game of the, the older guys, okay, like the dads and stuff. But the young kids who could keep up with them, they let them come out, okay? So, so I would go there, and doesn't it turn out that the two co-founders of Roots, they were there like every Sunday for like five years, uh, Michael Budman and Don Green. I made it a point oh, when yeah. I was on the ice of taking the puck away from them embarrassing them. I was a 10, 11-year-old kid. I wanted to make them look bad every Sunday. I went home with welts, with welts on my shins. It was a badge of honor. I embarrassed these two clowns. They, they, they took over the world the rest of the week at 10 a.m. on Sunday. I owned them. <laughs> no answer. And I have big eyebrows. Nobody has like that guy's eyebrows. Are I owned the him, guys. There. He was a he was terror, terror, <laughs> with a terror with a fenceman. I'd pick the puck off him and dipsy duty around him, and he'd go back. He, 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 he'd go back with his friends, like with this look on his face. Hey, buddy, you're too old. Get off the ice. <laughs> he ruled. He was, ruled the world for the rest of the week. That was a good answer. In the seventies and eighties, though, that was the thing. That was a rite of passage yeah. where. Basically, the older Correct. kids who just kicked the crap out of the younger kids, right? It was just yep, accepting. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, but like, like, sure turning, turning the I, table. I remember teenagers. I remember some dudes in my neighborhood, actually, these sort of other kids. Like, they uh, they used to shoot pucks at people, right? Like, yeah. that was the thing. Like, you know, they take slap shots at people. You have to dodge them and stuff. And like you said, and, you know, when you're playing a pickup game, it's your opportunity to stick it to them. But, yeah, you know, that culture... It doesn't really exist anymore. There's still some pickup nope. games out there, I see. Not the way it used to be. But it's not the same. No. Not, like, not as violent. No, like there's big signs about, you know, no contact, no swearing, no yeah. rough play, yeah. right? Like <laughs> In the old days, like I said, like there used to be fights, blood. <laughs> like, remember the worst is when someone would steal your boots, man, when they were inside oh, the Oh, I know. <laughs> that was my wallet. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. 
The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Got Twitter's blowing up here. Yeah, I'm caught in some. Uh, I'm caught in some firestorm here. Some uh, dickhead idiot on uh, t- Twitter was saying uh, Michelle Serpico's not hot. They're basically, uh, yeah. oh, have you seen her without this makeup? Guy nuts. So it started this. Yeah, it started this huge thing of people going back and forth, and basically, wasn't I see she, all these dudes, and wasn't she a handsome model? Like she's like. Yeah, if yeah, if they if she's nice to if she if like acknowledges hot. any one of these dudes, they all love her, right? But otherwise, like yeah. they talk crap and stuff. It's kind of it's pretty yeah. funny actually. Yeah, they they turn. She's quick. got thick skin. She's got she's got thick skin. They turn um, quick, and you yeah, learn, with Before we finish the hockey stuff, I wanted to tell you back in the day too. There used to be inside jobs with the rink guys too. We had a game when we played the York Toros, and it was in a real rough part of town. And I learned the hard way. One of their buddies. So we used to lock the equipment when we're out there playing, right? Guy had a master key. We come back, wallets gone, boots, shoes. And like they cleaned oh, us yeah. out. Like why, we we went to an arena. Like they literally had professional thieves there. We walked away with nothing. They clean. We come back and go. Wow, we won seven to one. I got no shoes. I got yeah. no money. Every like they, they that stuff used to happen the all the time. And yeah, the in there were a lot of inside jobs at the ranks. Don't trust the guys. <laughs> The old uh, Canadian locker room uh, heist. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's <laughs> yeah, a big thing. The Canadian locker room heist. It happened a lot. Dude, they used to just grifters and I hang know. around arenas, man, oh, and look I to know. go into it's... the rooms and stuff, right? Exactly, man. Even, even... Holy jeez. Yeah, like when you're a kid, you don't really have much in your pockets, but think of like the beer league stuff, right? I, that's what I'm talking about. guys yeah, with exactly. money and wallets, phones, and all this type Cases stuff. Cases of beer that they keep in there. They keep it uh, never. The, the beers at the end of the game, like at the end, you'd celebrate too. You'd have a couple boxes there. Oh yeah, yeah. Our room like, got robbed before. A, I remember yeah, our room because I, I remember the coach was like, "We got to lock things up more." And like, yeah, yeah. Our stuff got ripped off. But I remember when you played in the park though. So basically, like it's cold, man. So you have like there's this sort of shack, and it ain't nice. But you know, you put your skates on in there, and there's a heater yeah. in there and stuff. And people would, you know, you're supposed you know, you leave your boots in there. You know, but the thing is, people like will steal boots if they're nice. So, well, of course, or they just will. to be jerks. <laughs> yeah, yeah so right. you're stuck in the snow without boots, man. I learned my lesson. I got my boots taken once when I was a kid, and from from then on, I always used to stick my boots like in the snow next to the rink. You know what I mean? Like in the Smart. boards, like you know, in a pile of snow there. So, I had my eye on them. But it was the worst because then my feet were always cold after. Right? Like, Good point. No you know, could win. But I was like, yeah, but no one ain't stealing these boots. Plus, I lived in a neighborhood in which, like, people would steal a puck if they could. Like, Yeah, so, yeah, you, they, you were people, extra vigilant. Yeah, my neighborhood, <laughs> they used to steal the nets every night. Yeah, yeah. Nets were valuable. Like, who does That's that? A- like, they used to took the, they take the net. Like, 
you'd show up and they'd be like, yeah, someone stole the net last night. Like, it's like, really, dude, you stole the net. Like, what are you going to do with this freaking net? You know what I mean? Like, you know, like you, you can't have nice things. Like, I grew up in NDG where, you know, like there's a song. Um, it's like instead of born in the USA, it's born in NDG. It's like a parody. And it's like uh, I was born in NDG. I did my first B&E at the age of three. <laughs> it's like uh, it's basically just about all the crime you've done. Like, uh, yeah, it's, you know, and it's crazy, too, because I'm not going to say all oh, it was the toughest neighborhood in the city or anything because it, it, it wasn't overly violent. Like, you know what I mean? Unless you did something. But there were, it was overly crimey. You know what I mean? Grimy and like, crimey. Yeah, no, it's just like everyone was just a hustle. Like everyone in that, now it's, it's different. This is in the 70s and 80s and stuff. But, oh, it was crazy. Like just every, anything that wasn't locked down was just taken. Like, I mean, like, you know, when I was a teenager, I used to sell stolen TVs to strippers, you know? Like I was, you know, four, 13 years old. Great enterprise. I was 13 years old, like, walking in with a TV into a strip club. You know what I mean? And, like, exchanging it for things, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, crazy. Like, I was I, like, I was crazier when I was a kid, you know what I mean, than I've ever been. Like, now, like, the things I did when I was 13, 14 and stuff, and 12 or whatever, like, really crazy things. I'd be like, no, you're insane. I'm not doing that now. Uh, it's funny. Jose Villegas says only Bruce Springsteen can pull off the bandana look. Yeah, the boss. I'll give it to the boss. It yeah, the, the boss. Bo- well, the boss was. It's different too. The boss was a working man bandana. It wasn't a style thing. Like, it was kind of like you know you work on the train yards type of thing. Like you deal with those guys with their flop. Their hats have grease and oil and things all over them. And yeah, Bruce Springsteen used to basically put the beat down hat in his belt type of thing. Like that's different. You got a bandana belt and you're beat down with oil. That's. It's not like you're out there styling it up in front of a mirror like Baker Mayfield. That's a, that's not a, that's just a bandana. Like it's different if it's for your gig. You know what I'm saying? Morency more working versus his is more uh, jazz. I'm just not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not down with it. Well, like I said, Jimi Hendrix's birthday today, actually. You should play some oh. Jimi Hendrix. Uh, yeah. yeah, good call. Uh, good call. Happy birthday. He would have been 76. Now he used to wear a headband, except cool. he would put acid. Acid in it. No, yeah, he put acid under the sweat. headband. Sweat. So when it's sweat, yeah, it would soak into his skin and go into his Ooh. eyes. Like, imagine getting acid in your eyes. Yeah, not really. No, I, I, I told you once uh, when a guy gave me. I remember I was at a house party, and this guy Bob uh, put put acid in my drink, and I found out he did. I put it through a wall, like I put it right through like through plaster. We, we, I, I snapped. I'm like, you don't do that to people. Yeah, you're too. You got uh, to tell people what you're doing. You're too fidgety for acid. Yeah, like you're yeah, you're already yeah. like you're already sort of like you're a paranoid guy to begin with, kind of like ah, oh, this is say, wrong or something's wrong about I that. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say paranoid. I'm just saying. Did you enjoy nice, the acid trip? I'm imagining yeah, actually, you did. I, it. Actually, I did. I didn't mind it at the end. I just <laughs> I, I think the principle the principle of of not telling me that you put tabs of acid into my drink. That's when I snapped, and then afterwards, you're right. Actually, you know what, Gabe? I would surprise you. I kind of calmed down and went for the ride. I just kind of say, you know, this is what it is, and you know, let's let's enjoy it. But that's a dick move. You don't you don't do that to people without telling no, them. No, no, you, you don't. That's you, weak. You, you, you don't do that. That's you don't do that. Don't All right, Big Mer yeah, said he had a pair of Lang skates as well. Oh yeah. See these uh, Daus? This guy Gibbs put on beautiful man. I remember trying to hit the Daoos. ribbon on the side I, of the Daoos were all right. Up. Yeah, no, this one's these are beautiful. You'll take a look. 
the, the rivet blew up in the side of the skate. That was he's showing there were awesome. They had the see-through blade. Oh, yeah, those are great beauties. The Dan Dau special. Yeah, Dau was, was they were they were stylish. They were uh, yeah, they, they were good. Like you said, the the super tax, the CCM super tax were the staple in those days. I love super tax. Yep, great skates, great skates. Yeah, those those were the skates. I never had them because I, I was a goalie, and I got free skates from my uncle, so I had free goalie skates. I had free Lang goalie skates, and uh, and uh, I had Micron because basically I liked the plastic boot as a goalie cam, right? For the, sure. the plastic boot part was actually cool. So, like, I so after I had a lot of my I had Micron goalie skates, Lang goalie skates. But when I had my, I had other skates. I would just have like the traditional sort of Bauer, you know. Yeah, nice. Now, yeah, Bowers are good. I found ta- tacks are good. Tacks were good skates though. But you know what the thing about tacks were? They're very heavy. Like when you li- used to lift they them were up, too like, heavy. I used to love them. They were that problem was like I was a lumbering forward, so. I used to like tacks. Like, I liked the way they felt. They were comfortable on my feet. But I usually had Bowers because the tacks were heavy. Like, that's the thing. I didn't need a heavy skate. Like, I was already dealing with little little water bugs out there. You know what I mean? I needed something a little lighter. So, yeah, I found the tacks. Great skate. Too heavy. <laughs> Bless Here you. Here comes a, a sneeze attack. Bless you, my son. Bless you. <laughs> Uh, Stooch says, good luck stealing yeah. the nets from my childhood, Rinks. The things weigh like oh, 300 yeah. pounds. That's what they got to do. You got to <laughs> weigh right. them down now. Yeah, those old those old school nets. Wait, because you can't lock them it. in because people That's get hurt, thing. right? <laughs> so they yes. have to sort of have them loose because you're right. They should just be locked down. You know, like they should, you know, nowadays they would come up with a way. They would just sort of chain it to something or yeah, you do something. It's the same thing, though. Like even like, you know, I used to play basketball in the project in Montreal and they put nets up and stuff and the nets would last, bro, like a week. Guys would steal would, the like, mesh, hang though. from them, rip them. Yeah, it was like, guys steal like, mesh. Come on, man. It's like they're, they're, the city went out of their way to actually give us nets, and you guys got to destroy them right away. It's crazy. Like, I, I was in New York. I was walking down the street in New York the other day, and there was a park, and wasn't even in the best neighborhood, Cam, and the nets were pristine, man. Like, you probably get punched in the face if you mess with the nets there. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, that's your court. You know, why are you sabotaging your own court? Like, go to another neighborhood you're only hurt. and steal the court you're, if you want. You're, like, exactly. You're only hurting yourself when you want to play on good equipment. That's a good point. I remember back when they put up uh, the basketball nets in, in our area by the park there. Yeah, guys used to just come up, to grab, cut down cut down the mesh and put them up in their own home nets. They used to steal it. Like, guys always replacing the, net, the nets. I'm like, oh, God, man, really? They were smart. <laughs> in, yeah. in, in the neighborhood, they, they, they finally realized they just put, yeah. uh, it was chains. Yeah, they just put, rim. They yeah. put chain. chain. Yeah. It was chain. chain. No, it was a chain yeah, mesh. Smart. Like, there was no yeah. net. It was chain instead. Yeah. Smart. Very but, smart. But, uh, yeah, so you got that nice chain sound, too. Yeah, like. And then you get that uh, swish. Yeah, yeah with, the, with the chain sound. It was, <laughs> it was nice. The chain metal swish. Nice. Really screwed me up when I went to the uh, the NBA Hoop It Up thing because I played, I played a lot, man. And. I played a lot of street ball over the years, and it was always sort of metal backboards and no no net on the rim. And, you know, so I'd sort of adjust and get used to things. But when I got to uh, the NBA Hoop It Up, they just sort of had those sort of in your driveway, like portable yeah. baskets. They're soft, bro. Like, so when you hit the ball, when you shoot yeah, the ball yeah. at it. No, no good roll. It sort Not of stops. Roll. 
Yeah, it yeah. stops. Like I was used to, like I had like a backboard Tim Duncan shot, like off the you middle had li- of the li- live rims and live rims and live backboard. Yeah, that stuff like, just dies. Yeah, it dies so, in the back. Yeah, and the rims, the rims like would sort of move when the ball would land on them. Like in, in the playground, the rims don't move, dude. Like they're they're strong steel. Like you know what I mean? But like this playground rim, man. Like my shot, it it threw me off. Like it it took me. It took me like two games. I remember we played the first two games, and like I was, I threw, I threw a few air balls type thing. I couldn't get the depth perception down. Like the depth perception in basketball is real, bro. Like that's that's a big thing. If you notice, like in college, and remember in the old days, kids would go into the dome and stuff, and it would be air ball city. Yep. And yeah, they don't they'd know. say after they'd say, "I don't know where I am, man." They're like. They'd say there's a stupid curtain behind me. I got one. I got a grandstand on one side, a curtain on the other side. It throws people off. It does. Like, the depth perception's massive in basketball. Now, the kids today, they're assassins, and the three-point line's so close. So you'll notice it's like it used to be a big thing, man. Like, Malinsky used to always talk about it, may rest in peace, that, that, you know, like, you bet the unders when they go to these, like, weird sightline games. And kids would get have a hard time getting adjusted to it, but they, they they've done a better job now of of not having bad sight lines. You know, like sight sight lines really matter in basketball. They really do. Oh, for sure, they do. And I remember you're right when we used to go to remember when they used to go to like the Superdome and stuff like that. It was it was a train wreck for a while, right? And even even when oh, we yeah, it'd be like fifty forty eight. Yeah, yeah. I know. I I remember. And another thing was remember certain schools they have those things where like they were down at the bottom and they'd fall off the floor. It'd be like, what the hell's going on here? Like the players are sitting beneath the court. And that's stuff. the stupidest thing have, ever. That, oh, it is dumb. I'm with you. I think that is like, that is, that, that is ridiculous. That should never happen. And whose idea that was, it was counterproductive. Like it screwed everybody up. I think it's really dumb. It's more dangerous. I think too. I don't understand why they did it. Gabe. Do you understand why they did that? Why would they have a floor and then a sunken part off the floor? It makes no sense. Why? I think it's for the fans. I think it's so really? they can uh, sell more premium seats. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's got to be that. I, I don't know, understand it, 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 it. It's it's stupid. It's very. I don't care how many extra fans you can get there. I think it's ridiculous. Uh, they added that Vanderbilt. I'm amazed more. Oh yeah, that's it's the one thing exactly. So at least the kids at Vanderbilt are used to it, right? Yeah. Like, it's 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 the one thing I'm surprised more kids haven't like flown off that thing before. That's the <laughs> like, thing. I really? Like, oh yeah. Yeah, it's dangerous. Like, remember, there's one kid. Wasn't there a kid on Kentucky years ago? He uh, he fell. He was right there, but it was sort of. It really wasn't the, that. You couldn't blame. Yeah, there was like the people drop, there. But y- the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the extra room sort of caused it a bit. Like, it's just it's not natural, right? Like kids sort of they clan they, they they tighten up when they get around there. Dude, I used to play basketball on a rooftop. No oh. joke. And, like, pr- pretty hard basketball, too. Like, there were a couple of times, man, that uh, me and my buddies came pretty close to f- flying off a roof. There's that and place um, it been, in Vegas. It would have been a Vegas, big problem. Kid. What what casino were we at where we played? It was a long time ago. It was when my buddy was dating that chick from Albuquerque. It was actually near the stratosphere. There's one of the casinos, when you go up to the top of the roof, they have basketball courts on the top. Um, it's right. Uh, oh, is really? it the strat? Yeah, it might be the strat, actually. I'll go double check that. I'll no, I don't give think, a call. No, the Strat doesn't have basketball up there. No, which it's right near it. They, they have that a, part uh, of town. It's in the old school. 
Uh, I'll, fig- I'll figure it out. It was, long. It was like 20 years ago. <laughs> but, yeah, there's a couple of uh, casinos that have basketball right on the roof. They have that top golf now on top of, uh, I think it's on top of MGM or one of the, right beside MGM yeah. or whatever. You drive golf balls uh, into the night uh, on the strip. Cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. Very every, cool. Every time we go to Vegas, we say we're going to go there. We never do. Yeah, that. we know. I know. But we're come on. Like, realistically, while we're at the sports book, we're watching games, we get ways Let's go to Top Golf. Like, yeah, no, it's like, it's one of those things. What's the one, too? It's, like, it's to the point where the drinks, like, you know, like, I don't really leave the, the property too often when no, I go to nor Vegas. do I. Like, generally, nor do I. whatever, like, last time when we were there, I was on Freedom Street the whole time. I didn't really leave the Golden Nugget. I went across the street nope. maybe to the Golden Gate once for a drink. You know what I mean? But I was right. Yep. yep. I was right there. When we were there for March Madness, I didn't leave Circus Circus once in three days. The you, furthest uh, I went was SLS across the street. Yeah, we went to the SLS. The, basically, you confirmed our porn, Gabe. We're, we're old. <laughs> we're old curmudgeons. <laughs> I'm not leaving the property. But same thing. I like when I stay at the El Cortez, like a day out is like going down the other side of the strip and hitting all the casinos there. And then maybe hitting a buffet. Like, come on. Yeah. No, no, exactly. Uh, when I stay in a place in Vegas, I, I accept that. Like I'm literally staying there. That's my place. Like that's where I'm hanging yeah. out. Yeah. I'm not booking yeah, a room. Base. I'm like, yeah, it's like, all right, I'm staying on Fremont street. So I'm hanging on Fremont street or, yeah, I'm over at Circus Circus for a couple of days, right? Circus Circus isn't bad because it's, you know, you can go to the SLS across the street. Uh, the uh, the Westgate's right down the street. True. Right? Like, so you, there are sort of, there's options. You can mix it up a little bit, right? But, I like yeah, the Circus not, Circus you know, because we, it was actually, we did a little bit more. Like, when we were there playing, like, the games and stuff, like, you go for a walk. Like, at other places, you can get real lazy. At least at the Circus Circus, you kind of walk around to your villa. You can go here, you go there. You do a little bit more compared to, like, total like, being a lazy ball. Like, at the other places, you don't need to move, like, a, a bit. You know? Good call, Yang. Wow, wow. Yeah. It would have been 76. Wow. Except, let's be real. He never would have made it this far. No. Good point. <laughs> he would, yeah. No, he would have made 76. He would have, yeah. He would have died, died probably the next himself. year. Exactly. But uh, rest in peace, Jimmy. You're the best. Yep.